Well, grab a seat, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. D and Davis to flip, still in COVID formation, still trying to bring you some laughs, even dealing with some of the rough times that we were going through and some of the proud times mm-hmm. that we're going through as uh, a, a country and people around the world are trying to strive for a better existence for people of color, particularly black people here in America and hopefully around everywhere. Uh, keep fighting. Uh, definitely, we appreciate it, especially you young folks out there. We appreciate it. My name is Kenneth Davis, and you know my partner in crime. His name is D. Demond Spurrow. What's going on, everybody? I can say this. Morning, sports junkies. No. <laughs> uh, hey, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at D and Davis Show. Once again, it's at D and Davis Show. Uh, hit us up on the email, D and Davis Show at gmail.com. Facebook alone. I don't know how long they're going to be around because everybody's kind of like ditching Facebook right now. Really? I need to ditch them? I need, I need to do I, I can't hey, contact man. with my family through that, though. Mm. Really? Is that I mean, what we do? It might be your... your, your I your mean, Zuckerberg brother. deserves the abandonment. Don't he, get it twisted. Listen, no, North Face is kind of like, we out. A lot of people, a lot of, not a lot, but a good amount of companies are pulling their advertising from Facebook. They should. I mean, yeah. he's been yeah. trying to play coy for too long because he yeah, don't want to... Playing, playing footsie with the Russians. Decided, yeah, so... Yeah. All right. Well, know. hey, I'm but, on Twitter and Instagram at Demons One D E M O N Z E One. Ken is on Twitter and Instagram at That's Davis. Um, executive producer of the D and Davis Show and everything we do. Ryan Bukovsky. Find Ryan on Twitter at Ryan B Ski and IG at Ryan B Ski One. And our main man Sidney Brown. Find all his articles. Read everything on WeAreRegalRadio.com. You can find Sydney on Twitter at SidKid80. IG and Twitter at SidKid80. And what's the name of the uh, secondhand sports? Right? Or second? Yeah, second city sports. Second city sports. Yeah. How can people listen to that, Sid? Warren Anchor, yeah. Warren Anchor? Okay, cool. Yeah. All righty. Um, so this bastard, I'll just go straight into it. We're going to start off with a lot of political stuff to start off since we're in this kind of tenor what's going on in the country. And 45 is throwing a bash that he was going to throw yesterday on Juneteenth tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And told people also, stay your ass. Don't y'all come down there and do what you did in Seattle and New York up in this piece, which is just like, wow. Son. Anyway. Uh, the presidency of the, uh, Donald Trump has already generated a long reading list, but the latest offering from the former National Security Advisor John Bolton has attracted more attention than the most giving uh, the most given of the author's high-ranking status and nature of his claims. The White House is trying to stop the book's release, but the U.S. media has obtained advanced copies and has started publishing details for, uh, from it. Uh, from it, uh, here are some of the most eye-catching allegations. One. Trump wanted uh, help from China in his re-election. The U.S. Uh, president stunningly turned the conversation to the coming uh, U.S. president election in 2020, uh, leading to China's economic uh, capability and pleading with Xi to ensure he'd win uh, voting rights. He stressed the importance of farmers and increased Chinese purchases of soybean and wheat and electoral outcome. Agriculture is one of the major industries in the Midwest, American states that helped uh, propel uh, Mr. Trump to victory in 2016. Two. Uh, and said in, uh, and building internment camps wasn't the right thing to do. Uh, was the right thing to do. I apologize. China's treatment of uh, the Uyghur, uh, uh, which is a, a, a Muslim uh, ethnic Muslims uh, of Asian uh, ethnic Chinese um, uh, Muslims, I should say, yeah, yeah. and other ethnic minorities, has brought international condemnation, which uh, with about a million people thought to have been detained in camps in Zhejiang uh, in the Zhejiang region, which we've seen some of we've seen those footages of people in those camps, and those people mm-hmm. don't come home a lot of time. Like re- reprogramming camps. Reprogramming, but some of them don't ever yeah. leave. Mm-hmm. Um, they cut you off from your family, and some people feel like their family members just has gone already. Mm-hmm. On Wednesday, President Trump uh, authorized sanctions against Chinese officials involved in mass incarceration, uh, prompting an angry response from China. And both his book, uh, when Mr. Xi defended building the camps, 
Uh, the U.S. president uh, suggested he approve China's action, according to our interpreter, Mr. Bo uh, Mr. Bo Bolton wrote. Uh, Trump said that Xi should go ahead and build the camps, which Trump thought was exactly the right thing to do. Uh, the third thing, uh, Trump offered personal favors to dictators, and I'm not going to give you all of them. Uh, the Chinese leader is not the only author authoritarian uh, Mr. Bolton accuses uh, President Trump of pandering to. Uh, Trump was willing to intervene in criminal uh, investigations in effect to give personal favors to dictators like, uh, like he liked, Mr. Bolton said. According to the book, uh, Trump offered uh, to help Turkish President Recep, I think this is Tayyip, uh, in 2018, in a U.S. investigation into Turkish companies over potential violation of Iran sanctions, the U.S. president is said to have agreed to take care of things. And uh, the prospects that involve were Obama people. Uh, so that's just a list of the things. One thing I do want to say, um, I can't remember. It was a ambassador to Germany. Um, he worked under uh, Bolton. He was on, um, he was on MSM. No, he was on CNN yesterday. And um, I don't know if he was on with Aaron Burnett or not. I can't remember the show. But he said that he didn't believe Bolton. And I'm just going to, because I want to just play it from both sides. Mm -hmm. The reason he said he didn't believe Bolton was he said that they were all, have always been so many leaks in this administration. Why weren't these details leaked out also? So just to give the other side of it. Oh, man. You know, but I mean, but I mean, again, now he's covering, he, I would say he's covering, right? Mm -hmm. But he is correct. I mean, when you look at how many things have leaked out, you would think that perhaps this may have leaked out also, but I don't know. But I'm just trying to give you the whole. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's you know, perspective. I just on try it. to be some leftist type of thing. We try to give you. I try. I try to give the whole, and not mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. you know be leaning one way or another. I just think. I just think it's so much that could have been leaked. You know, it's going to be so much that's probably going to come out years later. It's like, why didn't this come out? Why didn't this come out? It's so much stuff going on within this administration. We're going to find out things, a lot of things later on in life. Might it might it might be. After he's out of office, it could be 10, 15 years later. It could be when he's dead and somebody writing a memoir. It's going to be so much stuff that comes out. So just because this didn't come out, it don't, it don't surprise me. The only thing that kind of pisses me off is the fact that John Bolton is around here trying to make a buck off of what he basically, in my opinion, shaped his duties as to you see this dude over here doing things as one uh, against the oath of office. To morally, how the hell are you going to tell another country, oh, yeah, slavery, you know, say concentration camps and slavery is cool. Well, not slavery, right. but concentration that's, camps is cool. That's crazy. Are you kidding me? But does it shock anybody that's coming from Donald Trump? No. It doesn't shock anybody. And I'm sure it doesn't shock his supporters. Because so then, even saying all that, everything is still at ground zero. Nothing, I mean, I think his, uh, obviously his supporters are pulling off and Joe Biden right now is ahead, well ahead in, in uh, the polls. But this is June. It's not November. So I think people are still kind of like, yeah, I don't care. Or some people even liking that shit. Oh, another thing, King, you didn't mention. He said that he wouldn't mind executing uh, journalists. Yeah. Uh, I think he called them scumbags and said he wouldn't mind executing journalists. Because, I think it you know, was, uh, D, I think it was if they don't reveal their sources. Or yeah, yeah. Yo, if they, it, if they actually execute them, jail them. I'm sorry, maybe yeah. I went too far. Jail, jail them. Yeah. I thought, but you know, he probably do think he want to execute them too. Jail them. So he's like, He man, might have said execute. It's something, man. He, but, but as was I overboard. said, yeah, but as I said, are, is anybody surprised by this? I'm surprised by this is all. The dude want to be yeah. a dictator. He wants so he to be a dictator. He want to serve more than two terms? Yeah. I mean, he already has done concentration camps with illegal immigrants, basically. There you, there you go. How much? How many times have we heard the lamestream media that always is targeting him and the always enemy of the story people. wrong? No, he yeah. said the masks were people dissing him. 
but yet, like, but yet and still, you, you, you have to about you. Right, but you have to sign a waiver to come see me. You can't right. sue me. You can't sue me. But if you get that weight, you get that mask on, you against me. What like, kind of crazy people, shit is that? People are wearing masks to diss me. Like people are out here dying, son, and you're out here. Like you think, think about what type of ego yeah. you must yeah. have to be in a White House and think you wearing that mask because you're saying f me instead of there is a pandemic going on and you act, yes a psychopath um mm-hmm. yeah. uh, but and you you have Fauci you have all these people telling you the facts and this is uh, Fauci said this week this bias against science which is mm-hmm. just preposterous all right I'm not saying you have to believe everything like I know I I ask people who are in the medical field questions about vaccines and stuff like that you know what I'm saying people that I trust yeah you know what I'm saying um but like this biasness against science, I mean, and then when we're just talking about wearing masks and we know, like, what was it like um, in Beijing? Like maybe only four, four, four to 14 people only died. Now they had, I think, tens of thousands, at least 10,000 people infected or something higher than that. But because in that culture, they, we've always worn masks because of SARS and H1N1. Yeah, and pollution. So, yeah, thank you. Pollution also. Yeah. But they've always in their it's ingrained in their culture mm-hmm. that it stopped the spread. And we're over here acting like some dumbass Americans, basically. I'll kick this, I'll kick this around to everybody. Sid, I kick it off with you. Is anyone surprised about the um about the lack of belief in science in this country? Because I don't think, say to kick it off to you first, are you even surprised that somebody, what Ken is saying right there, you know what I'm saying, it's so hard to get Americans to do this, you have other cultures, but I personally, I'm not shocked at all about people with the lack of not believing in science over here in this country. I'm not because of the lack of education that we have as Americans in general, So, and we're used to doing, doing things a certain way, so when we have new information, we always question it instead of going the extra mile and learning new information, so I'm not shocked by that that at all now going back to the trump leaks as you mentioned earlier d i'm not shocked by this at all we're going to find out more things as the years and months are, go ahead because we're still learning things about the nixon administration that was in the mm-hmm. 70s way before we were born yep. and we learned stuff by john f kennedy and other past presidents as well uh any information that's is, that's been leaked out now uh, as ken always said joe biden has lost his fastball but if he can use this uh, uh, as a one of many uh, tools to uh, use against President Trump because of re-election coming up in terms of Trump it, it, this November, he's going to use it. So it's just another uh, a tool that uh, that Joe Biden can use against Trump to uh, prevent him from being re-elected this November. Right. Uh, I think the bias against science is a couple different things. I mean, one is the Trump factor. Like we've been kind of just talking about, he wants to be a dictator. I mean, if he was preaching science, people would be thinking, and he doesn't want people thinking. He wants people following. He wants people just doing what he does. So let me just spew out some stuff so that people just get in line. The other thing is, it's kind of like, it's along the lines of systematic racism. Like it, it is this machine since, I don't know how long, at least since like the 80s where We've been constantly trying to shut down education budgets. We're trying to push like religious, like creation theory, like mm-hmm. alternate texts, alternate facts. Uh, definitely depending on where you are in the country. Like mm-hmm. it seems like in the South, it's a little bit more religious than up North. So I know in Texas, you hear all the time, let's push more Bible in schools. Yeah. Let's not keep it separate like we've been doing for so long. A lot of states want to try to blur those lines. So, uh, 
I personally just kind of feel like it's been a design by the elites. Like, hey, let's just keep people dumb. Because if we keep education low and keep people dumb, they're going to fall in line. If we got people thinking, that's when stuff goes wrong. That's when our plan breaks down, basically. Yeah. Dean Davis to flip. Um, you know, it's funny. You mentioned the 80s. I feel like this wouldn't have been as easy to take place in the 80s because I feel like the other side were true conservative, quote-unquote conservatives. Uh, so, like, even as crazy <laughs> as you may feel like what Ronald Reagan is and uh, Papa Bush, I feel like they would have told people to put on masks. You know, it's like it wouldn't have like, probably like it, 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 like they had only to, this guy probably. Well, like no, no, because I could say when it came to, to, to it's to, other people that's like that. To Young Bush and Cheney, I could see that's that's even more when that's where when this is what patriotism truly is. Like I, I this reminds me, and I always think about the Dixie Chicks and how they were right, and they were like, what the hell is going on with Bush? And as soon mm-hmm. as you said something back then about Bush, you're not being patriotic, yeah, right? Not and, American. And then it starts spinning into the Tea Party and the birth of things. Where, and again, what you're saying is right, Ryan, as far as uh, pushing regions and religion, and as, as far as people not, you know, saying want to just trust science or whatever. Um, but still, I feel like even back in the days, because one, they would have been concerned for everyone. Now, I, I don't know if they would have known initially when it hit that it was going to be high in the black population and then into the brown population. It may have been like, well, I don't know. <laughs> I still think back in the days, it wasn't as crazy. And in fact, it's, it's so crazy because we have access to so much information, but in a way that's a hindrance because it allows us to get our hands on a lot of false facts. Right. And also it allows us to view information through whatever lens we, we uh, as far as the source that- In your bubble. Thank you. You know, in my vacuum, in my bubble, I, yeah. I only want to hear news that's akin to what I like. You know, so kind of like the Mike Gundy thing and how initially when, when uh, he said, you know, I, I thought O.N. just shot from the hip. They don't even, uh, you know, they're not like columnists. These guys are just stating facts. That's what he said about O.N., right? Just And mm-hmm. again, he said now when he came out in the second apology, he said he's, he's, a dumb, he's a dumbass. But initially you were watching that like this is the shit right here. I rock with this shit. And that's how a lot of people through their own lens, like, look, I like, I like a lot of pro-black stuff, you know what I'm saying? But I still, and that's not to say the things that I like that are pro-black are telling me lies, but that's not to say some of them are not, right? And I, I always try to look at things and try to, does it make sense? Uh, let me investigate this a little bit myself. I think we should all kind of do stuff like that, but people are really lazy nowadays. I think it's all technology, man. I don't know, Ken. That, that's a big one right there, Ken, laziness. Laziness, I think technology. I think the simple fact of how... I think Bush and Reagan, and even Lil Bush, I think they would have been able to probably tell people, not, I think they would have told people put on a mask. Mm-hmm. The thing is, with technology now, you people who are on these fringes would think this way, they're able to connect now. Because mm-hmm. remember, at one point in time, the country was a lot smaller and that, and that, group, of, that group of thinking was actually across the masses. And go to your point, Ryan, about us, uh, uh, systemic racism, or just racism period, right? Then over time, it was kind of squashed, but people are far away. I mean, you can't tell, you can telegraph something, but it's gonna be a long ass time trying to telegraph something compared to just trying to tweet it. And I think with technology, those people have been able to kind of like link together a lot quicker. And then you have Donald Trump who figured it out and was able to pour gasoline on it. And now it's just out there. So, and remember, a lot of these Republicans that you're seeing right here, right now, that's following Trump, they hated Trump. The thing is, the people who feel this way 
they vote for him and they outnumbered the people, in my opinion, who has common sense. And now what? These politicians want to stay in, they want to keep their job, although yeah. it's just serving. And now they're going to go ahead and follow behind a pie Piper. But that pie Piper like is about to lead them down to uh, a lot of losses in November. Dean, oh, yeah. when you said uh, with technology, I think that also brings the laziness. Like, oh, I got I, education I, yeah, whenever exactly. I need it. Yeah, I don't need to worry about facts right now. I'll just pull out my phone a little bit later. And you go to and some obscure Russian bot site, and it's like, you know, right. who, what, what, who knows? Was and and I was going to say, with uh, Bush and Cheney, you know, they probably would have been anti-mask for the first few months. Cheney would have been anti-mask. Oh, yeah. They Definitely Cheney would have been Months, they would have shot it I think off. They would have came around and started yeah. doing it. I think Bush. I think Bush would have made. It would have been like, always uh, fuck shit. Because like Katrina, they just waited forever to do anything. I feel right. like they would have just done the same thing with this one. Mm. But then again, more white people would have been affected by this, so maybe they move a little bit faster. I don't know. See, you about to say something? Wrap it up. Yeah. Do we even go to the library? Library anymore? Because when we were in school, we had to go to the library to yeah. dig up information. Even the books were old as you know what, but we still had to dig up information for reports and things along the same line. Do, do we know to me li libraries that exist anymore, especially now due to the uh, technology, not just the internet, but social media in general? It's one close by. Tell you, my family still goes to the, to the library. Yeah, yeah, it's one that's so far from me. Sid, I'll tell you what doesn't exist. It's hard to find bookstores now. Like Barnes and Noble, Borders. Yeah. Borders used to yeah. be the spot to hang out in. Boy. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. uh -huh. go to Borders real quick. Yeah, Poetry Slams and all kind of stuff. Yeah, 195th man. and it was in High Park. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, man. I remember. Damn, last man, they Christmas. can't even read no more. Right. Last Christmas, <laughs> I wanted to get my sister a book, but I I didn't want to order it online. I wanted to actually physically get the book. And there was two bookstore options. One was Barnes and Noble. The other was a used bookstore, discount Damn. books. Neither had it, so Damn. had to go online. I will say this. If you ever need a book, High Park, uh, Southside community here uh, in Chicago, they have a lot of bookstores, new and uh, used. I, I, I mean, I don't know, it's probably because of the University of Chicago is right there, so... That's could it's be like amazing. almost like record stores. It's like, oh, look at how retro that place is. But people books. buy, but people buy records and put them on a the wall. They don't even play them. Damn, I sound well, old. People right are now. probably uh, <laughs> buying books just to make a library that they're not going to read. Yeah, right. look at my library. <laughs> what is that book right there? I don't even know. Oh, don't get me started on that book. <laughs> all right, all right. Joe Biden's top aides moved quickly on Thursday to argue that it's Trump who has taken a weak approach on the rising superpower. They seized the uh, accusation on Bolton's Trump's former security advisor that the president uh, continually kowtowed to Xi and ignored a president Xi of China, ignored human rights abuses while trying to get his foreign counterpart's assistance in domestic policy. The Bolton allegations are just the most noxious and hateful cherry on top of a Sunday that has already existed. Uh, existed here, Ron Kane, a longtime Biden advisor, said in an interview. Uh, we have seen for years, this is from the AP also, uh, three years that Donald Trump has uh, carried favor with authoritarian regimes and that are willing to help him personally and politically. Yeah. Lou, dude. Hold on real quick. Oh, real quick. Yeah, more. Okay, uh, okay, I'm okay. sorry. 
Uh, the president, eager to run for re-election on the back of a strong economy, resisted pressuring China for the fear of rattling the stock market, but also because he did not want to upset G as the Associated Press first report in February. Mm -hmm. Two nations have only recently completed the first phase of a sweeping trade deal, and Trump viewed the completion of the rest of the agreement as a key plank in his re-election platform, according to three White House and the campaign officials not authorized to speak publicly about private conversations. Trump's initial reluctance to challenge G uh, has echoes in the moment uh, recounted in Bolton's book which the White House has tried to block from being published according to Bolton. Trump turned a blind eye towards these construction of camps, uh, as we just mentioned earlier. Dude, this is I how... I thought he was putting China in line, by the way. He ain't doing shit. This, this is... <laughs> in line to help him get reelected. Yeah, yeah, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is how bad of a politician that he is. Because let you know that he is dumb as a doorknob, a doorknob when it comes to this shit. You could have told Xi, President Yi, yeah, you know what, man, we need... We know what, so we really got to get this trade deal done. We got to get this, uh, the farming, the agricultural, we got to get them sales going. You know what? My people over here, they are hurting, but you know what? It'll be, it'll be good for you too. You know, say so we really get that going. You ain't got to say. Mm, help me oh, get reelected. Yeah, it'll help me get, it'll help me get reelected. Mm -hmm. That's the one thing you do as a politician. Don't worry about yourself, homeboy. You do things good for the people, the people Ooh. will turn around and vote you in. Don't say shit about yourself then when the trade deal is done you can go over and say like hey this is good for the american economy we made a great trade deal with the uh with the chinese government it's going to be good for everybody that's all you got to do play it smooth play it cool you ain't got to be like yeah this is going to help me yeah you go ahead and put the muslims in them concentration camps it's all good and you know what you're going to buy this stuff for me i'm gonna get back in office you know what? This whole thing about they don't, they don't, they don't, a lot of people over there talking about they want me to keep on serving for more terms, 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 terms. I'm sure the Chinese got to be looking at you like, what the fuck shit are you're you? Crazy. you? You're crazy. <laughs> America is not like over here, homeboy. We kill people. We kill journalists. Y'all can't do that over there. We're a dictatorship. We're a dictatorship. Your ass going to be probably locked up by the SDNY next year. So I'm not messing with you. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't even understand politics the right way. That. Ah, it, it well, drives uh, me crazy. He, he's been thinking about himself for what the last forty years at least. Yeah, forty years, seventy years. How old is that mother? How old is he? Seventy one. Well, I'm saying publicly right there, out right in the there. open. He came out the womb. Me, 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 oh, me, me, yeah. me, 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 me. <laughs> Where's that silver spoon? It was spoon. Ah, daddy, give me a gold one. <laughs> you know what? It's kind of like bump this sterling. I want the gold, baby. Right. Come, oh, on, man. Come on, man. Oh, all right. All right. This is from Yahoo Entertainment. Uh, Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar, once considered the front runner to be Joe Biden's pick, the vice president, appeared on the last word with Lawrence O'Donnell Thursday night where she informed the nation that she not only withdrew her name for consideration, but revealed while doing so, she urged Biden to choose a woman of color as his running mate. You know, Lawrence, uh, I have never, as you probably know, on many, many shows um, since I endorsed uh, the vice president on that joyful night in Dallas, I've never commented on this process at all. Um, but let me tell you this, after uh, what I've seen in my state, what I've seen across the country, uh, this is a historic moment, and America must seize on this moment. And I truly believe, uh, as I actually told the vice president last night uh, when I called him, uh, that I think this is a moment uh, to put a woman of color on that ticket. And there are so many incredible 
uniquely qualified women. Um, but if you want to heal this nation right now, my party, yes, but our nation, uh, this is sure a hell of a way to do it. Um, and that's just what I think after being through this in my state. I thought a lot about it, and I truly believe that this is a historic moment for our country, really in our history. And this is a moment uh, to seize. And you have moments in history where you look back at them and you think, was that the right thing? And I think the right thing to do right now, and I told this to uh, Vice President Biden, uh, is to put a woman of color on the ticket as the next vice president of our country. I think it would be something that would help heal the United States. I think it is something that would uh, really take what has been a tragedy, but also a galvanizing moment uh, and turn it into a moment of joy. And I think our country's looking for that right now. Um, you know, who we already said that who we prefer put those- But we know who we gonna be. Can old, I? Old, old white lips on that beautiful brown face. <laughs> She got the strap on it too for all the NRA people out there. Who got the strap? We got you. We got everything over there. <laughs> Just bring Stacy on. Listen. Oh, I would love for her to be the next president. I mean, after Biden. <laughs> be so when he sweet. dies a few months in, she right. said she's she she gonna run it anyway. She said that she's gonna do it. So yeah. yeah. I but mean, you, oh, listen, being VP is a good first start. Listen, let me be controversial, too, so people can take some shots of me since it's just to, to bring a little uh, levity to it. Okay. And since y'all got rid of Aunt Jemima, you may as well break Stacey Abrams up there. I'm oh. <laughs> <laughs> ass, I'm ass. I'm joking. I'm a jerk. I just <laughs> say it. Can I say something serious after that beautiful joke right there? Yeah. <laughs> just watch it, just because I can say stuff like that. You be careful. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do want to speak, like, I feel like this is mainly a white person thing. Like, everyone, they always want to say, get the best person for the job, right? Mm -hmm. And I think of sports a lot, because sports obviously translates. There is not going to be one person, usually, maybe sometimes, but there's not going to be one person that is just so obviously qualified to be the person versus others. There's always going to be a pool of about 10 people that are qualified to do the job. And really, you could take your pick of the 10, just depending on what other factors go into the job and think they could do it. Like this idea, like, oh, we got to be careful with Stacy. Is she the best for the job? It's just like, how many people, if they are given an opportunity, as long as they do have that underlying qualifications, like just having some basic, you know, political uh, establishment and doing some you know, and I'm, I guess I should keep it more with sports. Like if, let's say you're looking for a GM, you know, has he done some coaching or been a part of the coaching staff? Scouting. Has he done scouting? Right. Has he done team construction? Blah, blah, blah. If you know that a person has some experience there, then it's not like Bob is so much more qualified than Harry or something like that. It mm -hmm. just, they're different and you could choose whichever one you want and they can be good at the job. So I don't like when people are always like, Oh, why are they talking about a, a person of color for that VP. Shouldn't we get the best person for the job? There's not going to be some obvious white person that's the person for the job. You can go through a pool of about 10 people, and I'm sure Stacy's as qualified as basically anybody. Maybe she has a little bit less, but that doesn't mean she couldn't do the job. Yeah. Well, I'll say this. Let me say this. I do think some of these people are above some of the rest. I think, one, it wouldn't be bad if you weren't going for person of color, 
and he said he was going to pick a woman anyway, that if he had chose Elizabeth Warren, because I think Elizabeth Warren is different enough from Joe Biden that it expands the amount of votes they can attract from that ticket. I think it's just about everybody like Elizabeth Warren, too. Yeah, so I, I think Warren could help uh, with Harris. See, I don't know how Russia got on Harris so quickly. I, like, they divided the black yeah. community on her really fast. So that's why, to me, I put Stacey above her because you can't, and again, it's, I'm not saying that it's fair, but you can't attack her blackness, quote unquote. I'm not saying that that's how I feel. I'm just pointing out how, and again, I'm, I'm saying Russia may, may have been more factors in it than just that, but we know that definitely people were trying to make sure she got out the box uh, very quickly because at the beginning she was somebody that was kind of taken off or, or whatever. Uh, so I, I do put uh, Elizabeth Warren and uh, 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 Stacey Abrams above. And again, if he wasn't old, uh, and even though he's totally different, I would put Bernie up there. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, you just going to have a, you have 140 years in the White House together? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, like, it's like two, what's, what's the two grumpy men movie in the White right? House? Grumpy old, old men. Yeah, right. grumpy so, old men. Yeah. Again, because yeah. I'm looking at, because I still, what you're saying is correct, but I think what, what you're always thinking about is how do I expand the base with that vice president? How does that vice president grab in something that I can't provide? So I, I do think some of them are a little bit higher than that because I don't see necessarily what uh, Amy Klobuchar was going to bring. from. from like, you weren't going to help the, the black thought, vote. He, he thought he was going to bring that Midwest white vote. But the see, working yeah, class vote. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, again, I don't know if that was the, the move, the move. Uh, with Bernie oh, yeah, things changed. Mm-hmm. You know I, like, I mean, before, before George Floyd. I, didn't, right. I still, I mean, that, was, that yeah, one was kind of like, see, now you're messing up. Yeah. Right. You know, you're yeah. messing up because you're not you're not getting that groundswell that you need of people of, of people feeling like you're taking that progressive next step yeah. because you knocked out the progressives. But you still got to grab grab those progressives yeah. that are falling off. And you can't do that. You couldn't to me have done that with a Biden Klobuchar ticket or rather it wouldn't have been as easy. Yeah. I, I, I think this is the perfect slam dunk for, for Biden's camp to pick a, a woman of color to be his uh, vice vice president running mate because. Uh, look at the, at the protests, especially from the Black Lives Movement these last few weeks. And if he does a, at least consider a woman of color his vice president, I, I guarantee you Black Lives Matter is going to is going to put pressure on him to select a, a candidate of a color. Because it, one thing that we can quote unquote guarantee that Trump won't be reelected in November, it, you listen, uh, he'll get pressure from the Black Lives Movement. I guarantee you he'll get votes from them. And it, you know, politics is a strange thing. Anything can happen, but it'll almost guarantee him his spot in in, in the White House. Mm. I don't, you know so what? Look I th- out for that. Yeah, I I think um, it's gonna be some other names that are gonna pop up. We have Val Demers from down there in Florida. You have Susan Rice name who popped up. Matter of fact, I remember I actually uh, posted something a while ago, and I think I put Stacy and I think I put Kamala. And uh, what's my man's down at CBS? Um, the sports anchor. Oh, the brother who's always clean. Oh, man. In Chicago? Yeah, he's dressed real Ryan good. Ryan Baker? Ryan ba- no, not Ryan no, Baker. He's on NBC, isn't he? Oh, man, I forgot. I don't know why I'm blanking my brother's name right now, but he actually mentioned a while ago Susan Rice. I'm going to find a name. I'm, I'm, I feel so bad. I, he was on the panel that I did down in, uh, at the Paul with Lawrence and all of them. Oh, my God, I don't know why I'm blanking right now. Um, but... Um, but no, but you have Susan Rice's name's going to pop up. You have, uh, obviously, Stacey obviously has uh, Kamala. I think it's going to be Kamala because I think right now she's pushing bills like 
the national uh, the national holiday of Juneteenth. Okay, oh, you got that. All right, whatever. Do you have the uh, police reform? She's really been pushing that. She's pushing the anti-lynching bill. She's pushing that. So her name and face is out there more than Stacy. Although Stacy, you can see every once in a while, Senator Harris is everywhere. And I think this is still factual. You have to find somebody that white people are comfortable with. And I think with Senator Harris, I think they are. I don't know if they know Stacey enough, but they do know Senator Harris because it's on a national scale and she already ran for president. And, uh, but I think, it, I think it probably should come down to them too. I know some people have been thinking about uh, Senator uh, Warren up in Minnesota. I'm sorry, uh, Massachusetts. Uh, I thought per I still I thought this was Brand, uh, Brandon Pope, a guy from the jam. He mentioned uh, this, but I thought if a senator leaves and, be, and and like a senator leaves and goes to be the vice president, the governor gets to pick the pick the person. Brandon was telling me because it's such a, a a big majority of Democrats in the state Senate that they can overrule it and they can put somebody in. So I still have to find that out. But I'm thinking uh, strategically. If you say, hey, I'm going to pick Elizabeth Warren as my VP, you're jeopardizing the Senate. But if you pick Senator Harris or, uh, or uh, Ms. Abrams, you're not jeopardizing anything when it comes to the Senate because Gavin Newsom obviously is going to replace a Democrat with a Democrat. And Senator uh, Abrams, is, she's not, I mean, she's working, but she's not in the government right now. So I think, you gotta, I think Biden got to think about things like that, too. But I think I would like to see Stacey. I think she would be a good fit. I think it's going to be Senator Harris. I think I think he's I think she's going to get the nomination or be selected VP. Ryan Baker is CBS too. Okay. okay, but let me. Uh, oh man, let me find my brother's name. Does Terry or Graves last name sound familiar? D? Terry? No, no. Oh man, I feel so. Jeremiah right Terry now. or Stephen Graves? Nah, nah. He was doing uh, CBS. I thought he was on CBS. Or maybe he was on NBC. Who's on NBC? Ryan Baker's on CBS. <laughs> right? No, 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 no. <laughs> Oh, Siafa Lewis? Siafa Lewis, yes. Thank you, okay. uh, Siafa Lewis. You gave me the wrong channel. I did. Wrong channel. I did give you the wrong channel. Siafa Lewis, yes. He was the first person that threw out Susan Rice's name. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. I didn't even think about that. She's been everywhere. Shit, she came out saying, like, uh, Donald Trump's whole administration is racist. And I'm going to tell you why. Like, damn, you coming for the, coming for the throat. Although and, that's, that's the, and that's why some people ain't going to be comfortable with her. Yeah, yeah, probably. Probably. Uh, like, they not... I'm telling she you, gives, even she with, gives no fucks. But she, she gives the, no fucks. Listen, you need that 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 gentle southern vibe with this. I'm telling you, you bring I Stacey think up right. in there. I, I would love there, to have Stacey. Gonna, they're gonna be like, a, remember when I told y'all um, uh, Farmio when I was coming down the elevator yeah, with Farmio yeah. and, and his, he talked uh, about his mammy. His mammy. He said he had his mammy. They're gonna be like mammy, right? And she's gonna be comforted. She's gonna be stern <laughs> but comforted. And still, she started talking. They'd be like, oh no. What? But still, I, like I say, I think the fact that she toasts the pistol, they're gonna like it. So they're gonna so, think. They don't, she doesn't want her guns, all right? So, but how about this? How about this? What if Senator Harris, after Joe Biden, let's say Joe Biden sets it up, he only do one year, and Senator Harris runs, she wins. Then she grabs Stacey Abrams, and then she her, her VP. You ain't getting that in there, yeah. bro. Why not? Why not? A double block ticket. Yes. Boy, this is a problem. They didn't, and again, Hillary is a lot more stuff to do with just- Don't shut Hillary. down my dream. I'm sorry. <laughs> but we know how, listen, some people, and this goes with women, don't like women, unfortunately, which yeah, is I don't know. What's up weird. With that? 
All right, so it'd be like, oh, woman ticket, they're gonna be pushing the bomb on just out quick. And that's not how we feel, but these are the lies that people would say because they times change, Ken. I heard, I heard they the times change for Hillary. Listen, I heard that a lot, dude. Oh, yeah, but they just didn't like Hillary, though. These, these people mm-hmm. are so sexist, and that's oh, yeah, big time sexist. It is ridiculous. I've never had a problem working for a woman. I, when I hear people like, I ain't working in no woman, to me, I'm like, most of my, my best medicines were women, right? Yeah, so for it's real. like, what the hell is so. People feel a certain kind of a double A. And listen, I'm not saying this shouldn't happen. I'm just saying, unfortunately, I'd be like, even if I'm saying a double black dude, take it like, yeah, get out of here. Oh, <laughs> no, America is changing. White folks out there marching in Juneteenth parades. A new day is here. <laughs> D, is Joe Biden offing himself? No, I, <laughs> no, no. I said, what was, I said, if Joe Biden only does one term and he sets everybody yeah, up. Why like, is he only, oh, one t- I thought he said one term. One year. I come on back. Dear Davis to flip. So this is uh, from Yahoo News. Dan Davidson flip. Day before the scheduled rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Trump warned any protesters uh, that they can expect rough treatment at the hands of law enforcement in a tweet that lumped demonstrators with criminals, in with criminals. Any protesters, anarchists, agitators, looters, or lowlifes who are going to Oklahoma, please understand, you will not be treated like you have been in New York, Seattle, or Minneapolis, uh, Trump wrote on Twitter Friday morning. It will be a much different scene. Now, check this out. My guy, Sean, well, I got Sean, child to Pharaoh, co-founder of WeAreRegalRadio.com. He sent this article over from AmericanMilitaryNews.com. Now, I never heard of this site. Sounds I like understand. OAN's sister. Right. I don't know. But check <laughs> Probably. They, the same, they have the same sponsors for sure. So, sister station. so this could either scare a lot of people or it could be like, hey, look what's happening. 1,000 black gun owners playing pro-Second Amendment uh, walk in Oklahoma. Uh, they will be carrying, they will be arriving in peace and hoping to carry a message. Uh, what else does it say? Uh, Omar Chatham 41 is one of the organizers for 1000 Brothers and Sisters in Arms, a pro Second Amendment walk planned for Saturday, led by, led primarily by black gun owners in Oklahoma. The demonstration, which will begin at 2 a, 2 p.m. at Ralph Ellison's Memorial Library, there you go, uh, Sid, is intended to bring attention to the fact (laughs) that black Americans' constitutional rights to carry firearms are not not often respected. So, now you got all these Trump supporters down here. You know, they say they like us, the three of us in the screen right here. But you know they probably don't. They only, at least I don't, don't understand the black experience in America. And then you have a thousand brothers and sisters fist in the air with Juneteenth t-shirts on from last night. Walking down the street with all these guns coming from the library. <laughs> Oklahoma's going to be some shit today. Tomorrow. Or, uh, what day is, it? is that today or tomorrow? Because the, the, the rally the rally is Saturday. The rally record. But this, this is thing. like a Second Amendment like yeah, support protest this, kind of I thing? Think this rally, is kinda, I, mean? I think this is kind of like what was happening up there in Detroit. Well, not Detroit. Uh, the uh, capital of uh, Michigan. is What's the capital of Michigan? Damn, I feel, I feel bad right now. Is it, it ain't Lansing, is it? Where's the capital of Michigan? Somebody look that up for me right quick. Is it anyway, Ann Arbor? It might be Ann Arbor. No, it's, not, it's not Ann Arbor. Um, but anyway, you know how it is, they I think it is Lansing. Is it Lansing? So see. you had the, Okay, so you had the people... Uh, remember the black congress lady um, who was escorted in it's by... It's Lansing. It is Lansing? It is Lansing. Oh, okay. oh, good. All right. So got my Look at you, look at, look at me. So... <laughs> is that Lansing? Oh, I wouldn't know. <laughs> um... <laughs> But no, you had the black uh, you had the black gun owners of uh, advocates strong Second Amendment uh, 
rights uh, people, if you want to say, uh, they escorted her into the Capitol. So I think it might be something along this. I thought that I was know. in response to the crazy other militia it, that were it like. It was. So this is going to be the response to the craziness that's happening in Tulsa, probably. It's like, <laughs> all y'all down here, now we coming. I don't know. This is Black, this oh, is Black Wall God. Street's revenge. So this Man. has nothing to do with the Second <laughs> Amendment. This is going to rewrite no, no. the they... Watchmen. This is going to rewrite the whole <laughs> second season of Watchmen if it ever comes out. <laughs> it's the alternative version of it. Listen, no, 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 Brian. Watch I think, out for so, Lady True. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I think that, no, I think they're definitely pro Second Amendment. It's just the stigma, like, not even the stigma. It's just the, the, the look of black people. But they're this pro Second like Amendment a, until it's us, like the Black Panthers. Thinking about yeah, well, Ronald gun. Reagan and was then a governor. you're not yeah. pro Second California. Amendment anymore. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'll just right. give it to you. It's, it's what the Black Panthers did back then, too, because mm-hmm. they uh, people uh, portrayed them as a violent group, and they weren't. They just showed up with they guns. Showed they showed up with guns. Right. They knew their rights, but the laws got changed because uh, the, the face of it was uh, strong black men uh, knowing mm-hmm. their rights. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see what's happening. Man, Tulsa's about to, ooh, it's going to be some shit. And, and, and I think he might, might, might have mentioned this. Uh, the uh, health, health thing, I forgot, the health the director, I mean, the leader of the health system down there in Oklahoma basically told him, like, y'all shouldn't have this. You said postpone it. They postponed it. I think first it was like, yeah, have it outside. And then it was like, no, nah, postpone it. Yeah. Because the Midwest, the southern part of the Midwest, do you call Oklahoma the Midwest? The Midwest? That's I don't. Right? I you call that the West. You just call it the West? Okay. So the, the so the they West. They're not with us, brother. Are, I ain't saying that they are. I'm not saying that they are. No, so you got no. Oklahoma, you have the West and the South that's having these explosion of coronavirus cases. Not in the simple fact of like positive cases, hospitalization. People going to the hospital about this. So you have the explosion of these numbers and people going to the hospital and you still say, we're going to have this rally. And all the people that want to go, I don't understand it. I just want see. Are you are you are you pro heckle yet, Ken? You pro heckle yet? Can I go heckle them? I don't want you to catch that thing. Uh, so I no. do. I do it for far. I have a bullhorn. Um, I mean, you mentioned this <laughs> earlier, and it's just the um, absence of common sense. Mm-hmm. If someone doesn't believe that something is real, why would they make you sign a waiver for something that is not real? A legal document. Why would someone ask you to absolve them of any culpability if something was not real or actually taking place? Common, like this is this is common fucking sense. One plus one, man. All right, con, like it's. My dad always told me there's no such thing as a good deal, right? So basically, look and think. Why is he, why are you giving me this deal? What what's mm. behind this, right? Mm. And you're telling me that no, the the numbers are down. Rona's gone. This is what he's saying. We saw this this past week, right? Rona's gone. It's over. It's past. We're, we're ahead of that right now. But yet, all these people have to sign a waiver to make sure you cannot come back at him because he. He's putting you in a harmful situation. He's telling you you're gonna get sick, probably. Right, and you're, and again, this is my thing too. If these people are like, you know what, I don't care if I get sick, fine, I'm cool with that. But it's the fact that some of these people, not all of them, because I think some of them feel like that, but some of these people uh, feel like what he's saying is true, and that Rona is uh, Corona isn't as serious oh, yeah. as what it is, and that's to that's the danger of when you have this authoritarian. <laughs> want to be authoritarian in power is always trying to tell you what's true isn't true so that what he says becomes fact 
to, to some degree, uh, basically. Trying to keep the eye, your eye on the, off the prize, basically. Guys, I saw somebody being interviewed down there at the, uh, there was this, uh, this is them lining up to go into the rally. He was a pro-Trump supporter, right? Someone said, hey, I think it was two people actually, said, hey, if the protesters don't get sick, why don't, why, why can't we see if the Trump supporters don't get sick? Listen, one thing I've been wanting to do since all this has been going on with the death of George Floyd and, and, and the protests around the country, I've really been wanting to get out and protest, right? I've really been wanting to go Me to too. the march. Me too. But I stop and I think, and I look at it. I was like, damn, there's a lot of Rona out there probably. Rona? Dude, I said that's I'm like, I want to go so bad. Especially, let alone at least yesterday. Yesterday. I mean, at least. At they like, were like, partying in the South Loop for Juneteenth. You know how bad I wanted to go party? I love to dance. I love to dance. He does. Cigar, Juneteenth. Man, a cigar and drink, and I'm partying. I ha- I love having a good time. House music? Oh, shit. They had a band out there, too? Oh, come on, man. It's a black nah, man's dude. dream right now. It's a party. Nah, I can't do it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't. Nah, I'm, I'm thinking about my family. I can't yeah. get that Rona. I can't. I'm a donate. I'm a donate. I'm a donate. I'm gonna use my money. Yeah, but dude, I want to go I, so bad. I'm with you. I said this the other day. You know, I, I mean, what's the purpose? And again, by all means, we appreciate everyone that's out there marching. Let me let me meet with yes, that. yes. Uh, in particular, young, not just the young, the older people that are out there risking it with them. All right, because you even got more at risk because you're in that that Goldilocks zone, unfortunate Goldilocks zone, where Rona could be harmful to yeah. you. All right. Uh, like, but I, I stayed in look. I stayed in the house partially because I didn't want to get my younger brother sick, who ended up dying. It wasn't from Corona, but who ended up dying because he had pre-existing conditions. Yeah. All right, and I'm just because he's dead. I'm still going to continue to do that because I don't want to get anybody sick, or let alone bring something into my home. Um, so it, I'm believing what's out there, um, and I'm, I'm going to continue to believe it. But I've been so much like how you've been, D. I want to be more of a part of this. Um, and out of, out of a fear of catching something that could perhaps take me out, yeah. you know what I'm saying? For all I know, um, I just like, nah, son. Cause I mean, I'm, I got a lot of, I got a lot of depending on me, you know what I'm saying? And, um, especially right now. Yeah. So it's yeah. just like, but I, I, I'm with you. And when, when you, you know what, D real quick, when yeah. you're talking about donating some money, what, what's some of the people, what are some of the ways you're thinking about donating uh, money? Uh, oh, I donated to the, uh, Chicago bail fund. Okay. Um, yeah, that's good. That's dope. Yeah, I, I donated there. I know a few people have donated there, and uh, we got our got my nine to five. We got to um, donate with the company is donated to three organizations across the uh, city as well uh, to try to keep this movement going. So if you can't get out there in the streets and you can't march forever, if you're nervous that you can't do it or physically you can't do it, you might be you know saying worried about getting sick or somebody else getting sick. Because trust me, the folks out there processing. They're going to go back home and they're probably going to get some. One, one more thing, too. Use, you your, use your capital. Use your money if you want to uh, support, too. You mentioned this, too. Um, and it's not to say that there's still not going to be a spike from all the protesting. I think mm-hmm. we're maybe a week from seeing if that's going to be true or not. But they were outside. True. That's, so, that's again, I'm not saying that that, that absolves them. And, it, right. and you know, and it, it, that, you know, you can't have rallies. But you're talking about an indoor rally. Um, and you talk about people screaming, and, and even if the, it would be better, hey, don't you know, believe in mask. Yeah, and I was gonna say one: if they were outside in masks doing it, it, it would be, and, and social distancing would be the best mm-hmm. case. But unfortunately, if they weren't yelling, um, but being indoors yelling at a rally is one of the worst ways. It's basically a concert, <sighs> and we, I mean that's why we haven't had any indoor concerts. It's a concert. Doesn't that you, just sound uh, scary? Like. A bunch of people without masks in a confined mm-hmm. arena 
just breathing. And a lot of them other. are older people too. Yeah. yeah. And you know, there's going to be some people that's coughing and sneezing too. So you are even higher risk. Wait, You're oh, right, shake, Shaking hands, hugging yeah. people, Sid. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, it's going to be a love fest there. I wish all the best. I hope nobody gets sick. I really do. And so, you know what? A good portion of problem people are probably not going to get sick. But it's a good chance that a lot of people going is it's going to happen, and then they're going to go home, and it's going to spread. You see the story about the women that went out partying down in, in the bar in 16, Florida, yeah, and all yeah. of them got sick. Man, you yeah, know how bad I want to go. Yeah, I want to go to a bar and chill out. I want us to get out and do something. I keep seeing stories like this. Although Chicago, Illinois, is one of the best areas right now that we did a great job of social distancing. You see, you do see people out there wearing their masks. So Chicago, thumbs up. You did a pretty good job. But then I drive down Lakeshore Drive and people's out there at the beach uh, just partying like it was nothing happening. I'm like, damn, y'all. I mean, if you're going to have a rally, you got to do it like Ken said. Outside with masks. At least you give yourself a shot. But they don't believe in masks, y'all. They don't believe what's happening. How you go tell somebody, don't worry about the Rona, they say they don't believe about the Rona. Is Is he trying to do like a Jesus thing? Like if I come here, there will be no sickness around me. Hell so no. everybody will be okay. You have a new Jesus <laughs> to give a contract to his disciples? Nope. Say, <laughs> so, hey, listen, man, y'all follow me. The, the devil, the he Roma makes the deal with you. the devil? Hey, I don't um, remember Jesus doing that. Hey, you apostles, y'all got to sign this pre-waiver because them Romans going to come get y'all asses. I'm just hey, saying. You ain't, you ain't suing me about that. You ain't, suing me, you ain't suing me or him. So you better sign this shit right here on this tab. <laughs> on this, on Jesus this didn't have to deal with the courts? <laughs> Come on. Uh, I, well, my mom, that's part of this. Yeah. Why would I want to wear a mask? Like, I feel, listen, I, initially, why would you want I, to? I, yeah, for people that are saying that, you know, well, you're wearing a mask because it's your political position, basically. It's a partisan oh, yeah. thing. Where, like, why the, why the fuck would I want to go outside wearing a fucking mask and look like a damn idiot? Uh-huh. Right? Why? I, I like, have the problem with the look. It's that breathing the same. Oh yeah, breathing the same air. Over. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, dude. It's coming right back in you. It's like you, be- yeah. you better better brush you up. Can't escape Make- yourself. Exactly. And it's yeah. like I don't care how minty. Fr- well, no, the gum does help. But oh, I don't care. like I'm talking. I'm talking about like I, yeah. I take care of my teeth, and still it's kind of like the the air is stale. And like why? But I, I'm even still with me, it, it's just vanity wise, it, it's just I don't even listen. Yeah. I'm out there looking. I'm staring. I'm still looking down at fool's heart through the mat with the mask on my face. But just it sometimes it feels like. Uh, and initially it did. Now I don't. I, I stopped caring after like the second time. But still, why would I be like, yeah? Because you know right. I may vote to, uh, to the left. I want to wear a mask. Like that makes no sense. I want to be a Democrat, so I'm going to put on a mask and go outside. I want to be a Republican, so I won't wear the mask. Uh, White Sox Executive Vice President Kenny Williams needed time. I've been struggling with how to start this whole conversation, he said. The conversation has been about race, equality, violence, and social un- unrest across the struggling nation. The Sox have been relatively quiet, relatively quiet since George Floyd's death at the knee of Minneapolis police officer. Uh, but Williams finally spoke out 35 um, uh, compelling minutes on Sox TV. Uh, he has been watching and listening. I've got to say that thank you to all the people with all the different backgrounds I've seen out there in the streets. Black Lives Matter, as Williams said, black people alone cannot erase racism. No, uh, no more than black people could have sold, uh, solved slavery. We need white people to do that. So when I was named the White Sox general manager, he was the first African-American GM in Chicago history and the third in major league history. And I go home and on the side of my house is no N-word should uh, run the White Sox, capital white. Uh, it hurt. It hurt. I called my father. He told me to get my sons who were 9, 11, or 13 
and I showed them uh, what was written on and what it meant and what it meant for them tomorrow. And I had to take some of uh, the innocence away. You have to protect your kids. You have to uh, take a little bit of the innocence away to make sure that they're right, that, that the right things out there so they're not next and what's been going on with uh, a long line of victims. He also talked about how his father was going uh, out um, uh, uh, California, I believe it's uh, Oakland. No, that, this I think they moved from Oakland when his father was going to try to uh, be a, um, a firefighter. Oh, I think because okay. he was. I thought that was, was in San Jose. Yeah, some it was yeah. a sand. It was definitely a sand. I think San Jose. I, I don't know if it was San Jose. That's close. That's close Okay, yeah. but uh, he was talking about how you know basically people were knocking on their door. There were threats. And that also goes back to one of the things I always talk about, the middle class, the middle, the middle class and how we're frozen out of the middle class here in Chicago, uh, people of color, when those middle class jobs go to people that don't live in our neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And that's why they were threatening his father, because the last thing they want is for more black people to get in the fire department and they look at it as just taking food off their plate. And we have to pay attention to stuff like that. Um, but uh, he was saying that his father, because his father would be gone, because you know a firefighter has to be gone for like what three days out of the week or something like that. Like something they're like, on, yeah, they're yeah, on, they, yeah, they do like rotations, like, yeah, they're in shifts or whatever. Yeah, that his father had to teach him how to shoot like a twenty-two at nine. Yep, right. And as far as it goes back to the reference here, starts taking the innocence away, and he was saying that that's when his father took some of his innocence away uh, when he showed him how to use a pistol. Um, I th- you know, like this is funny because the White Sox didn't say anything. And I think the White Sox didn't partially say anything because of Kenny Williams. And it was like, one, you you can view us as not being racist because we just told you the history of him being, you know, the first black GM in Chicago and only the third in the MLB. And we could just look at – and also, when we're talking about being a black GM, one thing that's different from Kenny Williams being a black GM compared to – and I'm thinking it's in all sports. Kenny Williams had the power when he was – like – yeah. You know, like Ron Shuler was go like when Kenny Williams took over the GM, like or, or even look how Rick Hahn. There's a chance Ken, Kenny Williams still has say so on what Rick Hahn does. The only person above Kenny was Jerry. Mm-hmm. So Kenny had, and this is one thing that we're hearing in the NBA about these black GMs. How much of them? Because even if you look uh, with Easterly here, it's still going to be Karnasovas that really is the last say of it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So. The, the new question people are asking about how many, how much power do these GMs have? Now, again, I'm not saying it's bad that they get an opportunity to be GMs because that will lead to them to be the power broker in the future, perhaps. But still, I'm just going back to perhaps why the White Sox initially didn't jump out there. And I also think they wanted Kenny to talk when Kenny felt like talking. Mm-hmm. Um, I, for the most part, it was pretty good. You know, like, yeah. I, 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 again, um, I think we can walk and chew gum. Uh, and well, I guess I, when I say that, that's back going back at me too. Because sometimes when Kenny mentioned a uh, black on black crime, and um, I, I, when I say we can walk with you gum, I think I was trying to say it uh, to say that right now we're focusing on this, but I actually meant it in the wrong way. Because I, I guess you can say that, but sometimes I feel like it's taking the attention away and it's also used in an all lives matter manner a lot of times when we're having this discussion. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And as I always say, I don't pay Pookie. You know what I'm saying? Pookie's out there doing what Pookie does. You know, but the police officer, that's my tax money right there, right? Like, listen, and I'm not for pookies, all right? Like, I'm not here, I'm not, that's not, I'm not pr- trying to protect them. I'm not saying that uh, young brothers that are lost don't need to be uh, be put in place. And again, I'm drifting off into it, but it also goes with the being systemic. And when you have these people at the at the bottom, 
this and also how it's set up because you want these people to go to jail because you have these these, these basically these prison farms as far as in these little towns or whatever that's that's the whole economy and things like that making uh, shit but, making making yeah making like just it's a it's a college it's really a college if you look now at like, I wouldn't go that far that's a plan it's, I think it's a plan no no no, no. Not, I'm not saying I'm not saying that it's not a I'm not saying it in a uh, um positive connotation is not what I mean I mean if you can look at a college town. And if you take, like you mentioned, for instance, oh, okay. the University of Chicago and what it meant, as far as books we were earlier yeah. in the show, mm-hmm. if, if, if you snatch University of Chicago mm-hmm. out of High Park, High Park is in High Park. No, you know not. what I'm saying? So the point that I'm making when I'm, I'm using it as a college, as far as if, if any of you've been to a college town, like, like for instance, in Carbondale, I think when I was going down there, uh, the population may have been like 28,000 uh, people. But like 21 at least had something to do with the university. university. Mm-hmm. That's students. Mm-hmm. That's workers. That's and that's the same with these prisons. To where they these are. This is the local economy in mm-hmm. these places, and that's part of the reason you do fuel. And you got to keep fueling the beast. It's yeah. the point that I'm trying to get to. That, but I'm yeah. done. Go ahead, dude. Si- uh, oh, Sorry, uh, no, no, I, no. I agree. I agree. I think um, the interview was good with Kenny Williams. I liked it a lot. Um, learned some stuff. Um, this it, and, I, and I tweeted this out. I was like. You know, it's always fascinating to hear about people's background. Just, I mean, you know, African-American man. So I identify with him, obviously. But it's always interesting to hear about people's background, even though their background is probably just like yours. Because you, you don't know everybody's background. You know what I'm saying? He probably could have fake, probably could have came from a, a family that was a, 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 yeah, once were slaves, but for majority majority of a kind of a most generations, about two or three generations, they could have been free. I don't know. But going to him, it was his what grandmother or great grandmother? His great grandmother. Great grandmother who was a slave. Right, right. I think no, I think she was biracial. I think she was the was she the daughter of a slave and a slave owner? It was no, something she's like a that. Slave, but she looked like she was biracial. Yeah, but she, she was, was slave. With a French though. a French gentleman. You're right. Uh, initially it seemed like he's Kenny mentioned, I believe, a concubine. I mm-hmm. think, and again, she he had like ten kids with her, and then he made it seem like the family pressure him that he needs to get with a, 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 a white, a white woman, woman. Uh-huh. Uh, but still you have to look at the, you know, and this goes like with the Thomas Jefferson stuff. Yeah. How yeah. much of this was really her, her will probably was our dynamic is all messed up. Probably wasn't. And probably wasn't was at saying, all. She went on to have slaves herself because this is the only way that she could free them. Right. Was to have slaves. And the only people. And I think it was some of her kids free, too, right? Yeah. It was, I think her, her three of her kids, the two of her kids, and maybe her, her husband, I think it was the only people she wasn't able to free. free. She became a prominent business person. Right. Um, uh, wow. His grandmother. Yeah. You know and saying? that was the only way that she can free people was to hire them. To say that they were slaves, but they kind of like, you know, saying she brought them into the home. But, you know, saying you never know someone's background and what they came from. And I always think about, I always say this. Um, slavery wasn't that long ago. Uh-uh. It wasn't that long ago at all. I had the, I had the, uh, the, uh, the benefit of actually meeting my great grandmother, right? But my great my great grandmother was born in 1916, so this is why I was in slavery. But her mother, nine times out of ten, my great great grandmother was probably a slave. What? And I'm t- I'm, sp- I'm speaking to you right now uh-huh. on a computer, and we could talk on phones. Think about that. Think about that. My great great grandmother, who w- was probably a slave down in uh, Arkansas, mm-hmm. and I'm able to speak to you through a computer. Just think about that conception with the time. It's not that long ago. My, yeah. My my, my great grandmother died when I was like five. She lived with us mm-hmm. uh, out here out east, the house that I showed you, D. Mm-hmm. And I remember when she was still able to watch dishes and stuff until time where she couldn't do a lot or whatever. 
And we celebrated, I believe she died when she was either a hundred or like, oh, wow. Her. Right. So mind you, this was like, dude, so this she, saw, be, she saw it all. This was yeah. in the early, this was in the eighties. So to let you know when she was, she was born in the 1800s. Yeah. Right. Wow. I mean, right. So talking about the things that she witnessed or whatever, um, Afton always wants to do a DNA test. Oh, partially she wants to do a DNA test for them, for her to find out why I look like this or whatever, but I'm black, so it don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> you should get one. You don't look right. We need yeah, to look yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, she's like, her, her thing is, it's like, I don't know if it's like French and, I mean, cause again, it's like, oh, you after? find out how, no, I'm, I'm oh, not you. talking about mine. Oh, My okay. great grandmother. Oh, okay. uh, she's, uh, like, I think, go ahead, Ryan, what was you about to say? I'm the dude from I don't, but that's partially why she she wants she wants to find out. You should I'll do it for the kid. I'm like, well, I don't want to get these tools my dad. All right, that's <laughs> okay, uh, see what you, what you think about the um, interview. Yeah, shout out to Lawrence Holmes, friend of the show. That's how I heard the interview on, from Six Seventy mm. Score in Chicago. He he basically uh, um, replayed the entire interview on his show the, the other day for the first hour. Uh, a couple things that I, that that stuck out to me in the interview. One, when Kenny Williams said when he uh, went to work, he had to dress uh, appropriately for work, and we had on the suit. So, some people um, still wanted to say something, but they couldn't because they respected him because of his uh, attire. But when he took off the suit, uh, people looked at him as just a quote-unquote normal uh, black man that didn't deserve respect. And I, and I think many people that, uh, that didn't like Kenny Williams, I think, I'm sure some people still don't like him, not just because of his color of his skin, but uh, uh, he's a very uh, an intense guy, and he believes what he believes. He's a very, I want to say, stern guy. He doesn't back down to anybody because, uh, for those that don't know, he was a former player as well. So you bring that attitude into the front office, and that's that what becomes of you, which is part of your personality. I think that may rub some people the wrong way. Hmm. Right? Yeah, it was uh, obviously a very powerful video i think the thing that strikes me is just the innocence thing like his innocence kind of being taken away by his dad because he needed to prepare him how he prepared his sons and uh you know tried to get them ready for the real life world and seeing what actually happens or how some people have these crazy point of views like mm -hmm. i remember just kind of like you know when you're young thinking like what you're going to kind of be like as a dad or something. And I was always thinking like, man, that innocence ain't worth nothing. Like you got to get them prepared. You got to get them ready. But for some reason, it's like, man, that's just so sad when I hear this story. Yeah. Yeah. Now we had kind of had the same conversations about grace in the sense of like before Chanel was like, I want to protect our innocence. I really want to protect our innocence. But, and I'm like, ah, oh, you know what I'm saying? Listen, it's a real world, you know what I'm saying? But now it's kind of flipped with now it's like, okay, we got to really sit down and talk to her about race. And I'm like, damn, I don't want to have to have that such of a heavy talk with her. Although I, but I'm more of a straight blunt kind of a guy when it comes to kind of explaining things to her. Like yesterday, Juneteenth, right? And I was like, do you know what today is? She's like, no, I'm like it's Juneteenth. Come here. Let me sit down and, and show you this video or talk to you about it, whatever like that. And I had to find a video, obviously, you know, saying it's kind of catered towards kids. But, you know, but we still have everything that's going on. And Grace is, you know, she's, she, she's hearing about it secondhand or, you know, it's, it's a lot. So I don't want to take, take, take that innocence away from my eight-year-old daughter. I just want my eight-year-old daughter to have a regular life, you know. But Just be I, an eight-year-old girl. Just be an eight-year-old girl. But I have to 
come to reality. Like, listen, when you're 10, you're going to be 10, 13 years old in a blink of an eye, mm-hmm. and you're going to be in high school and things of that nature. You're going to – not even before high school shit. Probably yeah, like middle six, school. Seven, middle school. Be going through some stuff. Exactly. Yeah. I need to kind of prepare you. Thankfully, she goes to a more diverse school compared to, like, I know some black people uh, or Latino people, black Latinx people may live in the suburbs and their kids might be the only black or brown kid in the classroom. Uh, that's like a whole nother ball game. But thankfully she does go to a school which is predominantly, uh, di- which is very diverse. So, but now, nah, man, to take your kids innocence, man, it's, it's a part of life, but it's just like, damn. It's I like a heavy that. decision, you know? Like It is. You can't go back. No, you can't. Once you tell them that, you know what I'm saying? Especially Ken, he has a son, you know what I'm saying? About to have a preteen son at that. So, oh, yeah, man, that's uh, a whole other, that's a whole, I have to deal with a girl. And that's, that's, issues, that's issues already, but having a I, son, woo. We just keep it, I mean, he's to the Keep age. it a He's been a hundred. Yeah, he's, I mean, I think about what I was on when I was 11. I mean, I, I feel like I was somewhat, quote unquote, sophisticated. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's things I expect from him, but um, I mean, I just, I'm just honest. Um, I, I mean, to a certain degree, he's sheltered. So mm-hmm. even though you could say his innocence has been taken from him, I mean, my, my you son gave him a better been, life. You gave yeah, him a better son life. Hasn't, my son hasn't ridden, ridden really on uh, mass transit like that. Like when I was a kid, I was going to Inglewood. Mm-hmm. I was going to the low end. I was on the bus all the time on the L. Uh, so I was always I was walking through different gang neighborhoods. You know what I'm saying? So like there's some, certain things to where it's kind of like just, and it's like, even though Chicago is as violent as it was when I was growing up, it's not as organized. Right. So sometimes I feel like you can go through someone's neighborhood. You can go through neighborhoods now like you couldn't back in the day. True. All right, because there were soldiers that was posted all over that area. You right. was gonna, you'd be lucky to make it through unscathed. Um, and that's not to say sometimes that doesn't happen now. But um, yeah, just try to be real honest, um, open. Uh, make sure that it's a two-way conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, so if I'm tra- if I'm telling you something you don't understand, let's go back so you can kind of understand. I'm, I'm, you know, I try to still make the world. Um, I still try to make it seem like he should be a good person. It's funny. He made a comment about uh, Trump yesterday. He was like something. He was just kind of, he was kind of condemning. Uh, he was dissing Trump. Mm-hmm. And I was he basically told him like, chill, because you know, he's stupid. So there's no reason to allow that. Energy. Why, why, are you picking on, why are you picking on that boy? You know, he ain't get that much sense. <laughs> that's, that's how you were selling it. Yeah, that's basically what I said. That's basically, that's basically what I said, D. That's basically what I said, right? Stop it. Stop it, boy. What they say down south? Oh, God bless him. Or yeah. I forget whatever they, however they praise him. They say, you, know he, you know he ain't got it all. Why are you messing but with I, that but boy? I, but, I, but I was just telling him <laughs> because I don't want him to um, always go along with something because he believes that's what the, the tenor of the room is. Mm-hmm. So yeah. even though Don't we, be a, um, we be a look follower. at Trump and we, you know, we look at Trump and like I said before, when he asked me, is he the worst president ever? And I started naming them other bad presidents, mm-hmm. you know, just so you know, and I started telling them why this president, like this president was actually doing this, like physically, like really impairing your people in ways or whatever. And just, you know what I'm saying? Like this, this president had slaves, you know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. going through all of that stuff with them. Uh, so it just won't be all I know is Trump's a bad person. And no, no, I want you to have the whole picture of everything so you can judge this. But also I want to try to give you some wisdom with how you go about judging in certain situations, scenarios. Have you all, I know, Ken, you, I mean, you put me up on a, the miniseries when it comes to the History Channel. I, I love the History Channel, but I know there was a miniseries to the George Washington. Have you all seen the one on U- Ulysses S. Grant? I've watched no, three. No, I've heard it's great. I watched three. Oh, I watched three. I man. I think I've kind of seen, I think I've seen most of it. 
it's you know good. I you know I gotta watch. I mean, me and Afton, we were both me and Afton were both watching. Yeah, it's it's a really good. It's uh, really good. I, I burned up, through all three of them. I jumped to the last one because I kind of watched them out of order. Uh, mm. But I'm just thinking about the last one and how mm. Jefferson uh, was up there messing up, and then he got real. But it's just like when it's, it, it, first of all, when you think about how many people died in the Civil War, Civil War, yeah, is crazy. Dude, right? I have I mean, like I Gettysburg have, is just insane, right, like right. by itself. But they 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 go they go through all the different battles that obviously that he was uh, the commanding general over. Um, but they and talk they about needed him. Yeah, they, they definitely needed him, man. Ooh, definitely they needed they him. him. Man, the Civil War itself has so many, like, smaller stories that uh, have such big... All those guys uh, that school together. All those guys like, all all school together. A black guys. woman. A black woman. I, I saw this yesterday on Twitter. A black woman actually... Was just, I, uh, I don't know if she was a slave or not. Probably was at that time. I don't know. But uh, she actually got the plans to the Union about the Confederate ship that they was building. It was a steel, it was an iron, uh, yeah, iron ship, ironclad, ironclad, yeah. But she yeah. got up to the north, and they were the people down south, like, oh, she dumb, she can't read, she don't know what we're talking about. They, she went to the north, and she was actually able to tell the union, say, hey, I need to build this ship because they're doing this over here. Mm. Anyway, really, um, yeah, it's really that's good. A it's very interesting. It's story. very, it's small. All well, these that, small stories. That's that ironclad. Yeah, that's that ironclad. Ship, and then they, they made they, like the submarine for like the it union, was like the, right? the the union had the monitor and the, the union had a monitor. No, and the, I think the monitor was no, no, no. I think the union. No, I think the union had the monitor and the the confederate had the Mermac or something like that. That was the actual oh, name. Yeah, that might it. be it. Yeah. That was the actual names of it. But but. Anybody out there, Ken, definitely, I would say, because I'm, I'm probably going to try to have Grace for her attention span. She's still eight years old. Kenton yeah. will probably get into it. Just the layout of his life. They don't love and history every, like, I don't, I, I but, get on Kenton you know, about But this is the thing, though. But this is the yeah. thing, though. Oh, I say you should probably watch it. The last yeah. episode really, really kind of sets you up to as to what's going on right now. Well, reconstruction, uh, the failure of reconstruction, uh, how the KKK white supremacy infiltrated the law enforcement. It sets you up. If you look at it at this particular time right now and you can see what happened back then, you can see over like 200 years how shit is all, is all linear and how we're going through right now goes back to Ulysses S. Grant. My grandmother's maiden name is uh, Grant. No, uh, I'm talking about my great grandmother's maiden name is Grant. I have a cousin that's like not that much older than me. His name is Ulysses S. Grant. Hmm. So that lets you know how bad, how big of an impact the union was on black people that they was naming their black kids after the general. Real quick, the fact that his parents were abolitionists and yes. he married he married a slaveholder's daughter. Yes, yes. Shuddy was like, God, this is too good. I, I forget how I was raised. Right? No, 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 no. He still did. <laughs> he still rock with it though. He was, no, I'm not saying he did. He but I mean, he still. I mean, yeah. come on, though. All right. I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, he, this, 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 whoa, this, bro. Yeah, one slave. Yeah, no, 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 no. Whoa, bro. What? No, he's like, watch. get your facts right. No, this is watch, History Channel. Watch the one. Watch it, man. It's it's really really good. All right, we gonna come on back. We got more Dean Davis to flip. All right, Dean Davis to flip. Uh, I'm gonna finish out real quick. Uh, has something I thought was important. One of them is from Ryan. I'm gonna put that on that after June Teeth. You're not uh -oh. dragging me. You're not dragging me into this mess. Whoa. <laughs> I'm joking. He's with us. He's an ally. <laughs> I accept my responsibility. I still pick and choose. Juneteenth, the day I changed the <laughs> They live in infamy. Uh, senators on Friday announced legislation to make Juneteenth a widely observed uh, holiday that marks the federal order to free slaves in Texas on June 19th, 1865 as a national holiday. 
the bill proposed by uh, Senator Ed, Ed Markey, uh, uh, the Democrat from Massachusetts, uh, Booker, Tina Smith uh, from Minnesota, uh, uh, Kamala Harris, of course, from California. Kamala. You know, I get that wrong all the time. I know. It's a running joke. <laughs> Kamala, uh, John Corner, uh, this is all of them are sponsoring this. The legislation would also uh, call for, for formation of a commission to encourage appropriate ceremonies and activities across the country. Because uh, that's, like, that's a funny thing, too, since this came so quick. And I've kind of always a little bit, I don't know I'm lying. I haven't always celebrated Juneteenth. But whenever I pop fireworks, I've always popped them for Juneteenth. And I always posted it as Happy Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my celebration when I was popping those fireworks, if you saw them back in the day on social uh, social media mm-hmm. or whatever. But one thing that I did notice, because I posted something uh, that I got from uh, a, a black Twitter and Instagram account. And it was about, uh, it said free-ish on it with a flag that was in red, black, American flag that was colored in red, black, and gray. And a friend of ours, um, uh, Daryl, uh, he was commenting on, you know, what he didn't like. He didn't say it to me, but he was saying, like, you know, he didn't, that flag doesn't really represent what it was about. Uh, but, you know, basically do you. And I didn't take any offense from him because he stayed in the pit. Because I, I, you know, and then realized that I have to, um, I have to really even go deeper in my Juneteenthness. But also, when they say the legislation will call for formation to encourage appropriate ceremonies, we do, we need to find out initially everything that they used to do back then. I know that this, that mm-hmm. park, uh, they, that, that you see that flag. Down in Houston. For, yeah, yeah, for that park. Uh, yeah. But I'm, I'm happy they're trying to make sure that we, we let's, get, let's get this right and not yeah. well, uh, and have an appropriate and uh, ceremonies to where we know exactly what everything means and why it means exactly what it means. No, I, I agree. I agree. Um, we actually had, uh, in my gate, we, we have an African-American black ERG. And we had an ally meeting. And one thing was we wanted to kind of inform everybody, like, hey, this is what Juneteenth is. Did y'all get and, off early yesterday? Yeah, we did. I think of, I think, what, you didn't work, did you? No, I didn't get off early yesterday. Oh, I did. We did. I seen, mm-hmm. I seen an email, opened up first paragraph all about it, but... I was like, where the part at the bottom when it's like you free to go check your ass and do what you gotta do? <laughs> oh no. But listen, you know what? I I do think after that got off early yesterday. Yeah, I got off early I yesterday. I didn't get off early yesterday. Uh, I do think with the momentum of what's happening right now. Too much French in you. Uh <laughs> <laughs> we, we, got, we got your DNA. We got your DNA. We know what you are. It is that. It is. Um, I'm black. I, I do. I do think. I do think with the national push, I think it's going to be a national holiday. I think it's going to be a paid national holiday. I, I really do think that. Ooh, can I, can I ask your question? Can I ask your question? Can I ask your question? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. when does Arizona say they're not going to take the national holiday? Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I got the answer. Before the start of the NFL season, and then when they make them change it back. Good one, Ryan. Good one, Ryan. <laughs> Wait a minute. Isn't Arizona damn near a blue state now? I'm just saying. We, what was it, New Mexico? No, no Arizona. Well, it's, be, it's becoming because of the Hispanic population. Yeah, yeah. Definitely yeah. not the white population. Let's get the public no. enemies when I, when I ride to Arizona. Arizona. Like, I know, I know. Man. Yeah. <laughs> it's a kid, Arizona. It's, it's a day I, off. How are you going to say you don't want a day off? One, one thing a lot of people were uh, saying, uh, like, man, I hope that we don't lose the meaning of Juneteenth because once America grabs on to something, commercializes it, you're going to have, like, for George, like, for President's Day, I saw a furniture commercial have a sale for President's Day and had some dancing Lincolns in Washington. Well, D, they don't matter that much. I'm just saying, though. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want the Juneteenth. No, no, no. I don't want the Juneteenth to get commercialized because you're so, you know, you look at Pride. 
Prime. I think it'll be very... more like Memorial Day weekend. Man, don't sleep know. on Somebody America. Told, somebody's gonna overstep. I'm yeah. gonna say that now. But somebody they, can commercialize. They're trying, they're trying right now with the Dr. King holiday. With no, some did you see? Companies to talk about with the Dr. King holiday sale. Yeah, they commercialize everything. Yeah. yeah. Did Y'all you see the Snapchat filter? Wait, wait, hold on. What'd no, you say? no, don't do that. Don't wait, do well, that. What happened? I said y'all don't like sales now. So if the furniture store want to give a sale on King's birthday, I'm not going to be upset. But Ryan, all I'm what, trying to say is the commercialization. The of what's it? the filter, Ryan? Because did you, you hear about their snafu on Juneteenth? No. Who? What Who? happened? I, Snapchat. They had a filter specifically for Juneteenth, and I'm I believe I have this right. You smile to break the chains. And they have you, to come back and apologize. I will get off of this damn thing right effing now. Are you it's serious? F- yeah. Whoa. I think you smile and it breaks the chains. <sighs> Did it have chains actually breaking on there? I Snapchat. thought that's what the I filter, thought I read. The filters do stuff. The filters do stuff. I didn't see oh, the filter. I just saw a Yahoo article oh, on it. Oh, man. Let me come double on, check. Man. Smile, Blackie. Right. Dance, dance. <laughs> break the chains. I'm about to break them. I'm about to break them. Dance harder. Dance harder. I almost get it. You're free. Yeah, You're free. <laughs> Snapchat <laughs> Juneteenth filter, which promote or prompted users to smile in order to break chains after being Damn. called out by critics for being tone deaf. That was. Oh, I was going to say that was deaf as hell. Wow. Dog, you know how many people that has to go through that nobody thought that was right? Hey. Hey, hey. I got a great idea. Let's break <laughs> some chains for Juneteenth. Right. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Ryan, how you going to do it? How you going to make them do it? You going to make them oh. smile. <laughs> let's keep this happy. Let's, let's have this uh, be on a lighter. Thing, how about everything thing was missing was rub some grease around their mouth to make them seem healthy. <laughs> sons of bitches. What the <laughs> And this is why I'm not on Snapchat. I don't like them filter right. shit, no way. Right. I don't like them filter stuff. I don't like them. I don't dig them. It's, I think more so it's for the kids than for the ladies. The ladies, for them all reasons, man. Oh, well, hopefully the kids didn't see too much of that filter. <laughs> hey, mommy, watch this. Please. <laughs> all right, real quick, let me ask y'all this. Who spent some money in the community yesterday? I spent, I spent money in the community the day before. We went to uh, Chicago Chicken and Waffle. Oh, okay. You didn't buy a car, though, right? But anyway, a car? That's on another, yeah, oh, another note. That's on another note. Ken. Ken of Davis. <laughs> we have to go through a uh, Tony isn't safe from this. Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> thousands of dollars. You spent thousands at Comex today? <laughs> today. Like, couldn't wait to see. Do we know? Remember, he said he was looking for a certain sales attendant. Yeah, he didn't. He, he said he didn't. It didn't seem like. Yeah, and that's when you turn around. Not the one over there. I know. I think I know which one he went to. <laughs> uh, listen. Uh, so we had we had to go through some stuff trying to get this order in um, uh, yesterday or whatever. And it busy. Was, it was mad, mad busy. It was, I heard good. it was. I heard it was white people coming in and chat on the blind. Good. Got goods. Good. So, yeah, definitely, definitely. Hell yeah. So, I mean, if it can if it can be an economic holiday mm. starting. Uh, and we can use that to expand on that economic growth in the community also. But, you know, we all have to do it together. Um, uh, us as, as black people, one, we definitely want white people to come in our community and buy stuff. Yeah. Um, one thing I always hear people say is, you know, treat black businesses the same way you treat other businesses as far exactly. as, you know, if you get upset with something doesn't go right, don't. that doesn't mean all black businesses are like that. Mm. But businesses have to step up 
and make sure that they're on point also. And you know absolutely, what I'm saying? Absolutely. So it's, uh, it's that we, we, and we, that needs to be a true focus. Like the, I, the biggest thing from this, and I've seen it mentioned a lot, but I hope especially, and it's, it, let's, let's look at this younger generation. Um, and I said, I'm not putting it on them, but they're the engine of this uh, right now. Uh, that economic growth is the most important thing because with economic growth and also, of course, make sure your voice is heard at the ballot. Uh, but with, with both, it gives us more power what's happening because one, we're actually, we already know that the black dollar is what, like at the top 10 GDP in the world or something. Absolutely, man. In America. So, I mean, we're a country. We spend uh, trillions of dollars. It's about how much money. And with that, we have to take control of that and to use it as our power to make Mm -hmm. people have to deal with us. When you're talking about companies, uh, when you're talking about the government, uh, so on and so forth, when you deal with anybody that money talks, yeah, you had, we had to yeah, up, and I'm, he brought up, and then he was talking about it as uh, it being taken away, people kind of, uh, um, um, uh, as far as people using the LGBTQ to make money or oh, whatever. Oh, pride, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but the thing- Definitely the commercialized. Thing is, yeah, but the power that they they they, they come together with because of economics, mm-hmm. you got to deal you gotta deal with them. And I'm not see saying that happened, in a way that we- See what happened in the Supreme Court. We're, yeah, see what happened. Great point. See what happened with the Supreme Court. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, uh, we haven't talked about it today. I'm happy, uh, you know, that you had five Supreme Court justices sit there and not destroy DACA. Um, you know, listen, I know that there's not, there should be a black-brown coalition. There's not. But, and I'm not saying that that has anything to do with this, but even if we're not together, I would never wish that 700,000 people that were children are now grown citizens all right basically the americans to me they're americans that's what i say grown citizens right they're citizens Mm -hmm. i'm saying they're americans Mm -hmm. and just to be in doctor and i'm not even saying that this is the be all end all when it comes to uh uh, hispanic immigration as far as uh convictions or anything like that because depending on what you like if you got pop weed you you can say i mean again i'm just pointing out these people if, if what trump was saying is when he was talking about getting out all uh, the, the the criminals, you can't be a criminal and be a part of DACA. So right. why the hell are you tossing out uh, a seven, trying to toss out 700,000 uh, great citizens here in America that are helping Probably because he's investing in the prisons. That's, yeah, that's not, I mean, we are, we, great point. Uh, but still, I, we hadn't talked about that. I want to point that out. But again, uh, um, definitely it was interesting indeed. We talked about it before the show. Uh, as far as the fireworks, um, it's, it was really, you know what, it, it, yesterday this yesterday lets you know how much of a change took place this last month. Because there was, the Juneteenth has never been the 4th of July in the black community. Not like no. this, to, not in no. Chicago, I can say that like this. And they were popping fireworks at least at 2 a.m. last night. I it went was to bed going about 2 a.m. I started doing the show stuff around 1.30. I went to put myself to bed at, at 2 2 two o'clock and mm-hmm. I still heard just several it wasn't as, as as much but several still going it was like the fourth of July and that dude, means we went that on the balcony was- last night Kim. I mean mm-hmm. we went on the balcony mm-hmm. last night and looking back east dude you thought it was the fourth of July I mean mm-hmm. the, the I'm not like just bottle rockets and, and firecrackers. oh no, it was big I'm talking time. About explo- yes yeah. it was fireworks yeah. going on last yeah. night and but and what I'm trying to get to is that lets you know in our community it was an awakening mm-hmm you know what I'm saying? And that, I don't think that awakening is going to go away. And the best part of Sissy Jones is all. that's going to become their tradition moving forward. Yep. And it's going to be, and especially now if the government is getting back to the topic uh, with the flip, as far as Juneteenth, again, with the government trying to make it a legal holiday, 
There's going to be a lot more information, a lot, a lot more focus on what took place in the past instead of us always trying to close our, hide, our eyes and put our head in the sand. Sid, did you all hear anything at your 9 to 5 about Juneteenth or national holiday? Not, yeah, and, and not, not to my uh, knowledge. No, it was a um, business as usual for me. So, I, I, obviously, I yeah. did my normal shift, and then, and that was that. They sure don't care about you, boy. Well, you know, at some business, some companies are still going to be like, we just got to be I mean, they ain't say nothing. I mean, hey, yeah. they, I can tell you right now, UPS in the warehouse, they can give two Fs about you. Oh, believe me. Listen, I was there. I know. Yeah, I, I think I'm the only one on here who has never worked at UPS. I have my cousin working at UPS. Get out of here. Nope. Get out of Biden. No. You don't know what life is, D. Facts. Right. You haven't worked. No, I never I did UPS. To, this was between my freshman and sophomore year. I came back to SIU. Girls like, man, what you been doing this summer? You, your body different. I'm like, I've been lifting boxes. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was on. A, I had, I had a manager who was trying to get a promotion, and this was when UPS was going to go on a strike, right? So, uh, so basically, I had to find out a time to work. So I had to do one truck by myself. Ooh, right. What? To, in the morning, I had to do one truck. When I got there, I had to do one truck by myself. It was this, uh, this Latin cat that we, was, we were cool with. We kind of came in together, or he was mm. there before me. So we would kind of help each other, and we would sometimes, after we would do our truck, we would have to we would do a truck together. And other people, the people that were on the union would come down there with me, because they have to help you at first. You got to have, like, a, a couple mentors or whatever, right? And they'd be like, man, they ain't working you. They working you crazy down here, right? It's like, I'm, I'm only doing a truck, right? And I'm doing, like, two, two and a half trucks a day alone and said, you know, I'm, you, I'm putting the flap down. I have to yeah, step on like, yeah. you got the ha hazardous materials coming down there. You're supposed to catch mm -hmm. it and know like, oh my goodness, no, it's hazardous, right? Damn. It's yeah, like it. in a package. <laughs> right, dude, it's like, dude, mm -hmm. it, 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 dude, it's, it's coming. Listen, that's the job right there. No, you wait a minute until you work for UPS. I, I uh, avoided, I avoided UPS. I avoided UPS. You out there with your little carts. You out there with your little carts and your Kmart. Yeah. Hit it. Ugh, I hit it like this. Man, that was a grown ass man. <laughs> Be a man and load a truck. You know, you know what? Clean them bathrooms. Yeah, I know, right? That's what I had to do. No, no, I, I, I did unloading. I never loaded a truck. I did unloading. I never loaded. I just have to do that too. Oh, when I got the Sears, I unloaded. It one of those fancy guys. Right. I got the Sears, and they was like, "Come down there and unload." And I'm like, "Motherfucker, I don't work at UPS no more." <laughs> but, uh, but I'm, I'm sure unloading is a completely different from loading the truck. Oh, it's yeah, so, it's yeah, much yeah. better. Because one, if you yeah. got those rollers, yeah. If yeah. you got those rollers, it's like, coming I, to me. Yeah. Hmm. I used to have to be. This is the worst part. You when start I was, earlier, you get off earlier, right? and you just throw uh, the things out of there. But this is the problem. When I was at Sears, and it's the problem with trucks in general. Wait, what Sears used to work at? 1079. Oh, no, yeah. You know, Stony, yeah, Stony. All of us around this area probably have worked there once or twice. So, but uh, okay. I, this was after UPS. But when I was doing UPS, it was in the summertime. So those trucks is hot as shit, right? Yeah. And mind you, you're not in there with shorts and shit. You got to have, you got jeans and, and, and boots in that bad boy, right? But then when I was at uh, uh, Sears, it was the wintertime. So I'm in the truck unloading, and they would have people that didn't, like, they would break down there, damn near anybody, like a manager down there to help. So they're not used to moving. You know when you, like, you work at UPS and you somewhere <laughs> now, I'm there, you're trying to run it. I'm, I'm in the truck, it's cold. It's like, I'm trying to sling it down the line. Like, come on, let's go, let's go, right? And I remember telling, like, my manager, says, I'm like, man, people up here are really lazy. And she got mad, but she, 
she got mad at me, even though she used to take uh, the dumb waiter up and down instead of just using Escalade. She was really out of shape. Oh, the only reason okay. she let me, she hired me actually because her son went to uh, St. Francis. And when she saw it on my application, she was like, uh, she hired me, whatever. But it was facts, it was. And I mean, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's the that's funny thing about, about uh, unloading and loading. But lo- that loading? happened to me Listen. too, Ken. Okay. I, bet. I, know, I, know you, I know you know the life, brother. I know you know Because <laughs> next job, when we did the truck, oh man, I'd be, I'd be killing that thing. And they're uh-huh. like, damn, how are you so good at unloading and doing this truck? <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know. Uh-huh. I've been burnt through the fire of the flames. Like, oh, he went to, he used to work at UPS. If you didn't know. You ain't low. Dude, when that shit is coming down, that motherfucker. Now listen, don't let it get jammed and you got to crawl your ass up there to unjam it. Oh, my mm. God. Unjam what? <laughs> So you like you've seen how in Willow Springs in Willow Springs oh, that whole thing is connected through all those yeah, ramps yeah, yeah. and yeah, yeah, so yeah, listen yeah. It, that ramp is coming down towards your truck you you take it you put it in the truck or whatever okay but sometimes it'd be coming down and it'd be two boxes like stuck like this and you gotta crawl up this the slide and not the other boxes still doesn't stop just if there's a slide jam it ain't nothing to play with put it on your head instead. Damn. Yeah, dude. I used to leave that job every day like that's my last day. And then when they finally went on strike, because I, I wasn't going to cross the line. Because they was one, they was threatening, like, man, if you cross the line, people going to throw a rock at you. One, I wasn't going to cross the line. And so I, it was my time. I was like, all right, when the strike happens, this, this job is over. I'm going back to school anyway. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, so it just, I'll, it'll, be, it'll be leaving it earlier, but I'm not going to be a staff or whatever. So, uh, Damn. Was, yeah, that was, that was. No, nah, I never had the pleasure. I knew many people in my family and friends that all worked at UPS. I, Never, never made it. And Maybe I you should just uh, pick up a job do for a couple yeah. months. Listen, just a my couple last months. part. Who, my me? Last part. Hell yeah, no. you. Yeah, my, yeah. my buddy. <laughs> I didn't even plan on getting a job at UPS. I went with my buddy who was signing an application and signed an application, and they didn't hire him. They hired you? Oh, whoa. Yeah, right. They it, wasn't even, anybody, it wasn't even my plan. I'm just like, yeah, I signed an application. Wow. They didn't even call him back. They called my ass. You know how bad I am? My old high school girlfriend used to work at UPS. I used to drop off sometimes. Ooh, that's like you, you was basically a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> Make that money, baby. <laughs> how much you bring home today? You better walk, boy. Like that's how you drop off. Yeah, I think she used to. I think she used to work at the one out there. She, she probably was doing the. the I don't know what the you light, were doing. She's probably doing the light sorting because when they first, when we first get there, there's, there's, you know, because we have to know the states, the tests you got to go through the first week, and there's, there's, there's boys and girls, and the, the ladies that I knew really for the most part went to like the light sort. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, they went to life sort. So I don't oh, think okay. she made it. She probably wasn't doing it. It was much. funny how all the men had to do the hardest. Was any women over there with you? Like, was any ladies was, over there with you? Maybe oh, yeah. like one but or a few. Two. A yeah, few. but a few. But a yeah, few. Like four see, or you five get, men. See, you got any women on your team? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm in a different uh, uh, oh, spot right now. There. But they, 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 they changed it. Yeah, they changed it a little bit well, <laughs> because they died for people. So <laughs> but it's, almost, it's, almost, it's almost still the same as you were working there back in the day, Ken. I can tell what year you worked there because that's the last time that that company had a strike. So I know. I know I was going to let you know what year I worked there when I said a strike. I know. Right. I, was like, yeah. I figured you know. It's been a long time since, uh, the, from, since yeah. that strike. Yeah. But, uh, y'all, you, it was, y'all, you nice. I see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 705. All right, uh, there you go. Union man on here. All right, cool. All right. This is I, I would just move out there moving shopping carts. Right. It was this is from this is from Ryan. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, but this is from an old topic that we had on here. And even though we're celebrating black togetherness, um, I feel like I can't celebrate black togetherness if 
we don't rep our sisters. So let me know if I'm wrong in this one because right, that's how I kind of told myself it's okay to do this topic today. Uh, T.I.'s daughter is ready to speak out. In a recent oh. episode of T.I. and Tiny Friends and Family Hustle, Deja Harris opened up about her famous father's controversial comment about her hymen impacting her. She also discussed uh, where their relationship stands. Things are completely uncomfortable for me right now, Deja said during a confessional interview. We're all together in the house, so I have to see my dad and be around him. And uh, we're in a foreign country, so it's not like I can leave and get away. While, while on their vacation, the 18-year-old explained that she found out about her father's backlash after being tagged in a social media post. I'm scrolling on Twitter, and I see that I've been tagged in the post. The only words that I saw was gynecologist. And I didn't even need to read the whole thing title because I knew that my heart sank. The 18-year-old expressed that she was very shocked, hurt, and angry and embarrassed by her father's comments. I'm embarrassed, definitely, Deja confessed to her cousins on their uh, family vacation. I'm trying to push it back in my mind, so I'm not uh, really thinking about it. But I've been uh, doing this since I was a child. That stuff with him has definitely been uh, going on since probably 14 or 15. Mm -hmm. I do think my dad treats uh, me differently than uh, the boys when it comes to the subject of sex and supervision. I'm not really going to be able to get through to him and connect on how I need, uh, need to. I just uh, really don't care to be around him right now. Our relationship, I'm going to look at it different. Mm. Yeah, man, it's one thing about having a daughter. Um, I just don't want to, I want to have this understanding between between us. You don't embarrass the family. <laughs> we don't embarrass you. He's like, we are a family. You know what I'm saying? We move together as a unit. I'm not going to say anything that's going to bring shame upon you and you don't do anything to bring shame upon yourself and the family, whatever like that. I mean, we haven't got that deep of a conversation, but I'm sure it's probably going to happen. I can only imagine, man, what she probably went through when all that came out. And yes, it is true that men, I don't have a son, not going to have a son, but I can only imagine it, it is true. Just going through friends and family that fathers do treat their daughters completely different than their sons. They let their sons be a little bit more liberal. Uh, with with growing up and their and their daughters, they they hold them very close and try to make sure that you know big papa bear kind of a thing, but that could be to the detriment the detriment of their relationship. I can only imagine what the hell she went through, how she feels. I, well, this, that happened what two years ago? That comment? Oh, that was like a year ago. That yeah, was, was that was like six time. months ago. No, Maybe. it wasn't that close ago. Last year, this time. Oh. It was okay. last year. We were, last year? We were yeah. doing the flip. Remember, we were like it, doing it in your basement. We yeah, were I don't together. feel like it was, it was a whole like year. I don't feel like it was a whole year ago. Though. It might have been. It, it seems like it's been a while ago. But it's about, yeah, like it's about, about a year. About a year ago. Like this happened in the fall. I feel like this happened. Ooh, in the fall. I mean, whenever oh, it happened, talked about it in the summer. Whenever it happened, I'm sure they probably. I'm sure as she said, their relationship took a turn because she was like 18 at the point. Now shit, she's a grown ass woman. You know what I'm yeah. saying? If that's the case, then she either either she's 19 or she's about to be 20. But you know, saying she's close to being like legal, legal, like 21 years old. That's a lot to try to get over, man. Especially nowadays with social media and people yeah. being able to tag you. This is not something internally that he told his friends right. and it got wind in the family. And it's like, how you say that to your friends? This shit was everywhere, and then he didn't really even back down on it. He kind of like stood stupidly. What kind of forever, my. But I got to check my daughter's hymen. It was always like, what the fuck? You know, so it's everywhere. So I can, man, I feel bad for that. All you got to do is Google T.I. and hymen, and she's going to see herself a million times in a million articles. Wait a minute. Uh, didn't somebody, didn't a city kind of like try to pass a law based on his comments? Basically saying like a parent of a certain age can't ask a gynecologist about his daughter or something like that. I think somebody tried to pull. Somebody tried uh, to listen, listen, wait. This is from The Guardian. Outrage at the U.S. rapper T.I. says his daughter's hymen is checked. This, this article came out November the 7th. 
of 19? Yes. I Damn. told y'all this was, this was not that long. This basically was like this a long time, time ago. ago. It was not that long ago, y'all. So like, basically like six months ago. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, but you know what? That lets you know. That lets you know how much shit is going on in the world. Right. <laughs> that right, makes yeah. it seem like I said two it's years so, ago. <laughs> oh, it was not, dude. This was a. This is a. This. This was not that long ago when this. Wow. Happened. Wow. Like, this was not that well, long hopefully, ago. hopefully they 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 have. Hopefully, a relationship. I mean, uh, yeah. listen. Well, hopefully, what she can... said at the end there, or what you said, Ken, like mm-hmm. how she feels she can't get what she needs out of her relationship with her father. That was the worst part here and everything you said. Like as anybody that is an aspiring parent or is a parent, I'm sure their number one goal is I want to always just be there for you for whatever problem or whatever comes up in life. And for her to just be like, well, sex is completely off the table with my dad. I can't talk about Mm -hmm. anything that has to deal with a woman's body or sex. So I guess I'll just, internalize that or talk to my mom because that's all my options. Yeah, when there's no trust and there's no honesty, or, your relationship is doomed to failure. Yeah, you're, you're right. right. You're right or talk to that young man who may not have our best interests uh, at heart. Maybe some friends that are a little pushing, naive too. Right, right. And you're pushing your child away uh, because you're making it super awkward. I would hope that he can come to her and be honest with whatever happened in his life to make him like that. Maybe there was some some stuff that happened when he was growing up that made him some like that and be perhaps be vulnerable. Oh, in he a way. just taught that. Yeah, true. But also be vulnerable to say that, you know, how it was taught wasn't necessarily right. Because I don't think, I don't think like, like I told you before, Tia's father like had him when he was like 50. Yeah, I didn't even know right? that. But so that's probably, that's probably some parts of why he talks like that. But I would think uh, has a, uh, maybe it leads to it. But the thing is to say, I don't think his father or anybody was getting their daughter's hymen's check like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm still saying that there may have been a culture right. that leads you to act in that way. I know with me, um, definitely. I mean, I would be lying if I said that um, I. it's not a, it's different in a way with Kenton and Kelsey, but I don't really want it to be like that. Like, I really, I mean, she's going to have a great relationship with her mom, but I really want her to feel like she can come and talk to me about sex, um, you know. Yes. I mean, I don't say I want my daughter like to be in high school having sex or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but no, but you get, we got to have that relationship with our daughters. Yeah. Team. If it starts to get to that point, uh, you need to definitely talk to. You need to be able to talk to me, and I know that you may not want to. I'm your pop. Even with, even with Kinsey, I'm not one of those dudes. And one of the things she said was like, you know, her father jokes about uh, to the boys about having baby mamas, and she's like, he would never play with me about something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Basically, being someone's baby mama. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm, I wouldn't joke with Kenton about something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like my younger brother, and I was trying to uh, sit there trying to explain our relationship because I had to raise my younger brother. And uh, we never could have a relationship. I'd be like, man, go out there and get them girls, boy. You Listen, you need to be out there. Mm-hmm. Because I had to be uh, an older figure in his life. Like, so my older brother was probably more like that or my, one of my cousins with him. But I couldn't, we couldn't have that relationship because I had to be the, the person that had to be the father figure to a certain degree. And he, when I got him, I was trying to get him straight. Uh, so I, I couldn't play. Like, we played. I don't mean to put it like that. But I would also look at it as my relationship with my son. I mean, also, I try to be better from mistakes uh, raising my little brother growing up because I was a kid. I'm only nine years older than him, right? Um, so, you know, I'm growing up or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I try to take those lessons from that and apply it to Kenton and our relationship. And one thing I've learned, because Kenton and him are kind of, they're, they're, they're in my heart in the, in the same path. They're, they're like either my little brothers or my sons, you could mm-hmm. say in a way. 
And um, so it's like, at least I still got him. Uh, but uh, like our relationship, definitely, I want my kids to be able to talk to me. I don't want them to be afraid. Listen, I mean, it, it may not be an age that I want. I would probably like it to be close to the 18 years old or 18. Well, no, no, girl want to go get on a pill, babe. And let's just say the afternoon, or please let afternoon be afternoon. Like, yeah, I'm going to take my daughter to get to the hospital to get, get on the pill. I mean, they, they, they think she wouldn't need me or whatever. Right. But um, I mean, my, her well-being is my job. Like, that's the thing. And, and not just the way that physically. I want it to be. Yeah, not just, right. Mentally and physically. physically it's not, yeah. not, it's, and that doesn't mean it's always the way that I want it. I mean, I, of course, preference. I want my son to be, I'm a heterosexual male. I, I prefer my son to be a heterosexual male. If he, if he decided he wasn't, or if, if he's, that's being the ignorant say that. But if he's not that, I wouldn't disown him. Right. right. That's still that's my boy. It's right? your son. Mm-hmm. It's my son. Like that's, that's, so my job is to love them, give them common sense, try to uh, put them on uh, the path and mm-hmm. provide and help them to go the way that they need to go and then let them go. If they stumble, help them get back up. Um, just that's my role. That's what my role is supposed to be. You know, I'm not supposed to, you're not supposed to, not to say sometimes you, you don't, you, you're not hard on your kids, but you're not really supposed to do things that mentally hurt them. And they tell you this in a way and you still like, forget it. Now I understand to a certain degree, if it's something that it's like, no, this is bad for you. And again, I mean, she's 17, 18 years old. I mean, Tip was fucking back then. You was fucking somebody's daughter. All right. We like, we're like, yeah. okay, like, he was somebody's Because he had right? a kid when he was a teenager, right? Like, he's 19 think. or 20 or something. You was Probably. pretty young when he has kids. I think so. But, all right. Uh, this is a good one, Ryan. Uh, director Zack Snyder on Thursday debuted a sneak peek of the mythical Snyder Ooh, cut. He unreleased the version of 2017 superhero, superhero film Justice League. The new footage, which runs at 34 seconds, uh, puts a spotlight on Gal, uh, on Wonder Woman, on Gal Gadot. So I, if I said it wrong, Gadot, Gadot, thank you, Gal Gadot, uh, Wonder Woman, as she comes across an outer fact in the cave, a uh, dwelling uh, before the clip cuts. The villainous dark side, uh, Jesse Eisenberg, Luther's ominous uh, narrates the the bell's already been rung and they've heard it out in the dark among the stars. Ding dong, the god is dead. Uh, that was a pretty dope cut too. Uh, the Snyder Cut and I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, so I, well, I watched it for this. The Snyder Cut, an extension of the version of Justice League, will debut, debut on HBO Max next year. Uh, months before the original film was completed, Snyder stepped down as a director following the family tragedy. Josh uh, Whedon, uh, whose uh, credits include Avengers, was brought in to complete the movie after Justice League uh, was panned by fans for inconsistent tone. Comic book uh, enthusiasts rallied for years using the hashtag release the Zack Snyder Cut, the Snyder Cut Snyder on cut. social media. Uh, to push the release of Snyder's uh, original version, which is reportedly a much darker take on material. But, so I'm just give you the setup. So uh, she's in the cave, and she sees this cave dwell writing, and it's I mean you know, draw, etching. It's almost like a cave painting kind. Yeah, of uh, dark side. Like right? a higher, like it's with chalk. Higher, higher like it looked like it was like with colored chalk though, right? Mm-hmm. But it, and you you know from being a fan, you like oh that's dark side. That's an old dark side image, or or maybe it's apocalypse. No, I'm just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you like this. And then when 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 Eisenberg is saying what I just read to you about Ding Dong God is Dead, it goes, what's that planet Dark Side's on? Oh, I can't uh, remember the name of the planet. Where the fire and all that stuff. Yeah, so yeah. it goes to that planet and you see the ships and dark and the, the, the little bat creatures and Dark Side standing in the middle, big as hell, and the, the camera's getting closer to him. It doesn't go all the way to him, but it's like, oh. Listen, if it would have had that in the movie, it would be like, oh. oh wait, the whole, it, uh, the, it's the, Apocalypse, right? No, no, planet? it's Dark... No, oh, dark. is that the name of the planet? Yeah, A-P-O-K-O-L-I-P-S. 
Oh yeah, okay. I think that is it. Okay, but I meant um, Marvel's Apocalypse when I said that. Yeah. The planet like that is kind of ruled movie. by Darkseid. Darkseid. Okay. Uh, well, I have HBO Max. Can you should have it too because you're HBO, right? You you automatically get HBO Max if you have HBO. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really? download it. Mm-hmm, yeah, I thought it was different. No, I thought you I had to pay for that. Mm-mm. Yeah, so right. Whoa! So you're telling me that I got a uh, what's 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 coming out on there? Uh, I have it on my I have it on my phone. What's coming out on there though? It's, isn't a cartoon that's coming out on there? Looney Tunes? Uh, no, nah, hell no. I don't, I don't do that shit. Um, yeah, don't you diss fuck on leg on that? Whatever. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm grown. Um, I what still love it. What, what, isn't it one of these comic book? Isn't one of these comic book uh? Oh, we said uh, we said a few on a flip. Well, yeah. One of them was the gr- the the Green Lantern. The no, the well, I think Green Lantern is one of them. But was the uh, Justice League for the Underworld? Yeah. Oh, Justice Dark. Justice Dark. So I didn't think I, I was going to be able to watch the, those. No, uh, no. I think as long as you can log in, I think I think the thing I think what it was is if you already paying for HBO, I think uh-huh. you get it. Okay. So my people pay for it, so I got it. Okay. So yeah, I already checked it out. But um, but no, the, the Snyder Cut is going to be its own movie because they actually came out and said they need like an extra fifty million dollars to film it. I think they might have to get some of the actors to come back and do some stuff. So this is going to be a completely different movie. So the Thank first goodness. one, yeah, the first one that 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 just sleep was not good at all. Trash. It's, 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 it's not it's, good. Is Superman still going to have the airbrush uh, no stash? I don't know. I think they probably had to do some of that stuff. I but, 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 you know what? Of all, but you know what, Henry? Didn't Cow- he have to keep that for Mission Impossible? Uh, for Mission Impossible. So Mission that's Impos- bigger than Justice League. <laughs> basically, <laughs> it could have glued something to his face. But no. But you know what? They he basically we did cannot it. lose the Mission Impossible stash. Are you nuts? <laughs> he, I don't he give got- a damn about no League of Justice. <laughs> League, not Justice League, the League of Justice. Um, listen, but he did a deal with Warner Brothers, so he's coming back to do some more films, possibly. So, I mean, I guess he can come back and kind of film. I'm, I'm, I thought this was going to be, I thought it was a myth. I thought the Snyder Cut wasn't real. So, hey, I'm happy for this. I got to watch this clip. All right, hey, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DN David Show. Once again, it's at DN David Show. Uh, hit the bio link and take you, take you everywhere we are YouTube, Facebook, uh, not Facebook, uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, everywhere you can download a podcast. Search, subscribe, rate, all that good stuff. Twitter, uh, Demons, uh, Demons on Twitter. Demons one on Twitter and IG. Kenneth that's Davis on Twitter and IG. Sid Kid eighty Twitter and IG. Ryan B Ski and Ryan B Ski one on Twitter and IG. Hey, thanks you guys for letting me laugh this morning. This was pretty cool, y'all. Hey, this was safe. good. Happy yeah. Father's Day to the fathers. Happy Father's Day. Yes, to y'all. Happy Father's Day to both All of you. Our, uh, three, Thank you man. three of us fathers aren't here. Happy Father's Day to those guys. Yes, everybody. Definitely look out for each other. Yes. Happy Juneteenth, and we go. Yeah, keep your hands to yourself. The flip.